Hi, this is Michelle for Dobbs. If you're like me and always search for deals for your car, then check out GoToDobbs.com before you spend a dollar anywhere else. You'll find amazing deals on new tires and expert auto service. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver tire, and service deals today. Dobbs, with 43 locations, real deals are always close by. You've heard of all the services Victory Men's Health offers. Now it's even easier with their telehealth service. Whether it's weight loss, hormones, or micronutrient testing, you can be assessed in the comfort of your own home. It's easy by just going to victorymenshealth.com and clicking on telehealth. Pick the service you're interested in, and based on what service you are seeking, a lab draw kit will be shipped right to your home. Then a video telehealth consultation to discuss your results. Telehealth from Victory Men's Health. Victorymenshealth.com for more details. Must be a resident of Illinois or Missouri to use this service. NinjaBling.com, the online home of Moritz Royce Jewelry, the exclusive jeweler of the Riz Show. Check out their huge collection, including one-of-a-kind pieces from the Simon G Collection. Or they can make you your own custom-built piece just for you. And because they have an upstairs location, Moritz Royce can save you money over the street-level stores. Make an appointment. Head to NinjaBling.com to get the address and phone number. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Moritz Royce Jewelry, where you get the jewels and not the shaft. Show podcast powered by Dobbs. Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers are hiring now with 42 stores. Apply at go to Dobbs.com today. All right, let's hit it. Listener discretion is advised. Suction boys, mount up. Mount up. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I was laughing about that just to myself. Yeah. As I was walking out of the office yesterday. Yeah. Well, I went the to three different car boys. washes in South City, and suction boys didn't have the stalls to show up. So, <laughs> right, streets so are safe in South City. You sent a text to the group last night. Like, the last thing I looked at on my phone was you driving by a waterway. Suction boys not around. Yeah, I had the Sopranos music playing. Woke up this morning. (laughs) Oh, we talked about some gabagoo. Apparently, there's a uh, a rash of robberies at waterways. That's not true. No, I don't want to get that going. Yeah, that's not happening. I don't want to get that door to make sure. I don't want to get there. Was a Facebook neighborhood panic post about. (laughs) Be careful out there. They're robbing people with the vacuums at car washes now. And I'm like, no, they're not. I mean, it may, maybe one person did. No, it's the emphasis on the they. Who's yeah. the Who's they? they? Who's um, they? Right. I don't know. Suction they, boys. They're always up to trouble and never getting caught. Who's they? It starts so with we they them. and people. Question it. Yeah. Oh, the old suction boys, yeah. huh? They Waiting for you the, to get the hose out. That's the longest <laughs> that's what she said. common enemy of all time. The longest they. surviving common uh-huh. enemy is they. They. Oh, they're after us. Well, I'll <laughs> tell you what, this guy, <laughs> I uh, had a uh, meeting yesterday with a uh, with a new sponsor. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome uh, welcome board uh, Fenton Family Eye Care. Eye Care? Fenton Family Eye Care. Uh, down in uh, 
Uh, Fenton? Fenton. Fenton, yes. Oh. yes. Well, Are you getting a, glasses, sir? Random guess. Am I? No. Okay. A monocle? No, they have this. They're, they're, they have this new technology down there, and I'll, I'll talk about it uh, next week. But uh, so I was down there meeting uh, Vito, who's the head muckety muck down there. Love Vito. Vito, mm-hmm. your people. My people. <laughs> so we're chatting. <laughs> I told Boo this story earlier today, and uh, this is an only me kind of thing. And I don't know if I'm making a big deal out of this. I think I think there's going to be a lot of people that that feel the same way that you do. About this, but this is a very this is a very Riz go to, and I can't mind. stop thinking about it. Tell us. Well, so I'm I'm we're in like a in an eye exam room, just rapping, yeah. just rapping, you know, talking about talking about stuff, and uh, you know we're, we're ready to part ways. I go to shake his hand, shake Vito's hand. Great meeting, and I turn to my right, and you know we're in an exam room. Mm-hmm. So on the wall is a mounted hand sanitizer. Fantastic. You know, the cool. the, the, sp- the foam ones? Absolutely. With the, with the, the doctor ones. The doctor ones. Yeah. With the pointy nozzle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I ain't one to pass up on that kind of sanitizer. Yeah, free foam. Oh. Yeah. Free foam. Free foam. Free foam. Yeah. I think I know where this is headed. Oh, man. <clears throat> where do you think this is headed? On the floor. I think you disrespected Don Vito. <laughs> I think you shook his hand and then you, fall- you pumped in <laughs> oh, front of him. No. Yes, I did. Dang. What an idiot. Oh, what did Vito do to you? Did he like look like Oh yeah. Oh, Wait, there was a comment. You? Oh yeah. He's an eye doctor. Hmm. Oh yeah. He had, did he have a little pinky ring that looked like those ophthalmology machines? <laughs> those things. I thought it was gonna backroom me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kiss the pinky ring and then put some foam on your lips. I didn't you jerk. even I didn't even think. How dare you? You said, was, you said there was a comment. He said something. Yeah, he 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 went. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I went, and then I, went, I realized what happened. I went. Oh no 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 no. I, lo- no. I want your germs. Free foam. <laughs> it's free foam. I'm excited about yeah. your wall-mounted free foam. <laughs> it was handshake, and then immediately ready to go out the door. Oh, free oh, foam. Free foam. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> oh, oh, this no. looks yeah. weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Germaphobe. So, I know. I'm, I'm not a germaphobe like that. Tell I, that to Vito. I think mm-hmm. all of Poor us would Vito. have had the same feeling, but only you would have reacted by freaking out. Freaked, and, I freaked and, out. And I freaked then, out. And then just melting yourself for multiple days over it. You know, like th- Wait, that. What kind- did he say? He just went. He just, oh. 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 Okay. That like kind that of moment, was acknowledged. That kind of moment is out of a Ben Stiller movie or a cartoon or something. It's so Larry like, David. Yeah, it's, Larry it's, David. yeah, it's the awkward yeah. moments. And I live for that stuff. That stuff is so fun because it's going to happen. So you're either going to get embarrassed by it or like. Run with the entertainment. So curb that, your enthusiasm. Music starts playing under you as you're leaving. No, no. If that no. would have happened to me, I just would have thought, "Oh my gosh, that's so awkward." Man, that's pretty funny. No, no, not when you're meeting with a sponsor. Well, no I'm just offense. Saying, you you got to be entertained by the ridiculousness that yes, happens I, to one's life. I, 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 <laughs> even even if it's happening to you. Vito's like, I thought we had a great meeting and lunch. Yeah, that's and weird. Partnerships gonna be amazing. It's oh. gonna be amazing. It's going to be amazing. You have to have glasses now. You need glasses now. I you owe it glasses. to Vito. <laughs> they need to just be the blue light may, ones. He's going to show go up. Just to get you glasses. need to order $300 worth of glasses He's going to show up to open the practices uh, doors, and Riz is just going to be standing there waiting like, hey, just hey. waiting for you to open. Yep. Hey. I can't wait to get glasses. So enthusiastic about getting glasses. you got to get I those have... big mafia glasses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, show my tracks. Big hairy carries or the ones that are like the sunglasses that go all the way around your the head. Blue, are those blue blockers? Oh, yeah. I'm talking about the ones. The old like, grandpa ones? 
Yeah, the, the old fit grandpa your glasses ones that look like yeah, yeah. Like Cyclops's goggles, like but they're prescription. Suit. Why are you here to get these, Mister Rizzuto? Oh, I'm just here to make good for the awkward yep. scenario. Yeah, well, I made sure to shake his hand once again mm, after and too, not foam too up many shakes. after. Too many shakes. How'd that go? <laughs> it was fine. Then I'm like, and then I was like, ah, oh, too many shakes. It's too many shakes. Now you're touching them too much. Damn. Damn. Did you wash? Can we dive in? into the second shake a little? Yeah, yeah. compound how, the awkwardness. So he's already noticed that you. Immediately clenched your hand after touching him. How long between that and the second shake? Uh, five minutes. Okay. Mm. I think that was all right. Little uh, generosity of conversation in between the shakes. Like you, the noticing that, oh, and hey, I really enjoyed coming here. And you did it one more like last time. Yes. Was it normal? Okay. Scale of one to ten on length and firmness of first shake. Um... Length and firmness of first shake. First shake. Prior to pre cleansing. Pre-pump. Yeah. Uh, seven. Okay. Okay. Firm. Why'd you shake, his, why'd you shake his hand? And business then, handshake. Why'd you shake his hand and then have five more minutes of conversation? Would that come five minutes? Because we walked from the exam room oh, okay. it was the to buffer. the front door. Okay. Now let's get to the front door shake. Good to see you. <laughs> Scale of one to ten. Length and firmness of second shake. A little less of length. Oh. Hmm. Same amount of firmness. Bad you sign. You should have yeah. doubled no. down. You should have doubled no. down and, and on the exit, just gone for a fist bump. No. You yeah. should have kissed him. Vito, we're, we're Italian. Kiss no, me. Was, this was a great, it was, this was a wonderful meeting, by the way. <laughs> so we're, we're in the, uh, we're in the lobby of this building and this is Fenton Family Eye Care off of uh, Stricker and uh, there's a big glass window. They're, they're, uh, they're doing some construction work on the on the place. It's gonna look great. So I'm looking out the window and I see this bald dude walk by. I go, oh, Chris Kerber. Oh. I don't know where. Like we're in the middle of nowhere, Fenton. <laughs> so I uh, bet. Hey, Chris Kerber, come here. <laughs> <laughs> Shake my hand. So uh, as if, do you remember the scene in? Uh, I think it was Funny Farm, Chevy Chase's Funny Farm, where they're trying to sell. Remember they're trying to sell the house. Anybody remember Funny Farm? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I don't think I've seen. It's out it. the theater. Double feature. And they're trying to make the house. Have you ever seen that movie? It's a great movie. I'm not sure. It's Where Chevy Chase maybe. is a writer and him and his wife moved to like a small town somewhere. They're from the big city. They moved to the small town and they oh. they don't fit in. Okay. Yeah, one of those. And then they, they have a miserable time. The town hates them. They hate them so much they want to help them sell the house. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. So okay. they get this couple to come in and they're looking at the house and it's everything's quaint. And the mailman, who's a piece of crap in real life. Pretends to love everybody, and they, somebody says, cue the deer, and they a deer runs, like they let a deer out of a cage, <laughs> and the deer runs across the lawn, and the wife goes, look, a deer. <laughs> so I'm having this meeting, and somebody might as well have said, cue Kerber, as Kerber walks by. <laughs> and I go, oh, come here. Kerber comes in, hey. Exciting. And he's regaling everybody with stories of the blues, and... And then talks me up. Oh, that's good. What a meeting yesterday. <laughs> so your plan worked. Is Vito a big blues fan, I guess? You're like, Every, what if I could have Kerber just come down Larry and really and help solidify everything? Everything, everything worked. Oh, you Q, got the... Uh, Hugh Kerber. You got the Funny Farm up? Put what, him in it a was cage. a wonderful movie, Funny Farm. I don't think that movie gets the credit. You're right. I need to see It this doesn't, and I think years. it's because it was on the heels of... National Lampoons. It was either on the heels of... Like one of the vacation movies. It was on the heels of a big Chevy Chase hit. When I looked it up, it said it, it was on a list of almost cult classics. 
Oh, it's an almost classic. Almost cult classic, yeah. Dude, I miss I miss this era of movies. You remember the uh, what's the one with Dan Aykroyd as the judge and uh, nothing but trouble. Nothing but trouble, like that kind of stuff. Like when you would like, you know, you're like ten years old. You're flipping through HBO Showtime because your parents aren't aren't home for some reason, and that kind of movie comes on. And you're like, oh yeah, I don't know what this is, but it it, yeah. it will play to well, me fine. It's because HBO told you what to watch. Oh, that's what I'm saying. But 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 anytime you saw like. That group or that kind of tone of a movie, you go, oh, oh, yep, I'll I'll play this out. I will enjoy this. Like Funny Farm was either on HBO or like Channel Eleven on a Saturday afternoon. You remember right? Nothing But Trouble? That's one of those that I don't think everybody saw. And when you see that this exists, and if you didn't know that this exists, you're oh, like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, look at this cast, yeah. dude. I always remember the the photos iconic or the, the Chevy uh, Chase, Dan Aykroyd. VHS. John Candy. John Candy. Uh, Talk about nothing but trouble. Oh, Demi Moore. Demi Moore. Like, dude, it's It was it's like a amazing. flop, but then it became like a cult classic. Yeah, I mean, it's not a great movie, but, but it had a, a digital movie. Digital Underground did the music video. It was the only other Digital Underground song besides the Humpty Dance. 1991. And that's when Tupac Shakur was in the Digital Underground. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you saw this in in 1991, again, I was 10 years old, so well, if you if you saw this... At ten, you go, wow, that's that's the wackiest. Well, I kind of like this movie. And yeah. and we we were exposed to all these different actors and all oh, these look. different movies because HBO and Cinemax <laughs> and Showtime told us what to watch. We had no choice. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the age. What was the song, Moon? I don't. It says remember. it right there too. I didn't realize that. What was it? Tupac Shakur was in this movie. It was his movie debut. He was part of the Digital Underground, which was an East Coast, ironically. Rap group, and then he moved to LA. And oh, I don't know what song it was. I just know that this was uh, responsible for like the tone of dreams, probably between like ten years old and thirteen years old. You, you know what I'm saying? Like if you can remember back to when you're going to sleep and you just watched some weird nothing but trouble Chevy Chevy Chase Dan Aykroyd's like a hundred and ten year old judge. Yeah, he's hundred and six like, years old. Like that, like crafted <laughs> that crafted weird dream scene. For for young boys, you know yeah. what I'm saying. This is incredible. I'm reading this little thing, and it said a producer um, of Nothing But Trouble. He had a broken rib, so he decided to go to a horror movie with Aykroyd and his brother to avoid laughing. And I guess from that, it was Hellraiser. And from this, they decided we got to spoof and kind of make fun of the horror films. Oh, look at this though, and Bud that's where it all came from. Yeah, this was their like fun take on Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. pretty much. How awesome is that? Budget forty five million, box office. Eight point four million. Oof. E. Oof. <laughs> yeah, they said they had a blank check for it. Oof. Well, with that kind of cast. Yeah, that's awesome. Dan Aykroyd. What did you say? Chevy, Chevy Chase. Dan Aykroyd. Demi Moore. John Candy. John Candy. Damn. Yeah, Funny Farm was right smack dab in the middle of. He was coming off Fletch, European Vacation, Spies Like Us, then Funny Farm, then Caddyshack Two. Then Fletch Lives, then Christmas Vacation. Yeah. So it was kind of that, it was a good movie in the middle of all of these iconic Chevy Chase movies. But then he had some garbage in there. Yeah. Like After. Caddyshack 2, no. Yeah, yeah, great. Caddyshack, but I'm saying like, I think people anticipated Caddyshack 2 to be good though. Yeah, and you know what's funny is we're talking about, we're talking about this, and guess what Netflix has been pushing for me? Nothing but this old stuff. Nothing but yeah. trouble. What, what was I watching yesterday? <laughs> the Money Pit. Oh, with, with Tom oh Hanks. that's a good one. Shelley Long? Is, oh, ne is Netflix movie. doing that to you, too? 
it's it's given me only like late eighties, early nineties, those kind of movies. The HBO, the Cinemac yeah. movies. The, I've been trying to find these boomer movies and it won't give it to me. You think that's a boomer movie? I'm just trying to uh, rag on. Kind of is. I th- I think that I mean that was like prime boomer era as far as <laughs> them making movies for themselves. Money Pit's a great movie. Yeah, Money movie Pit. Rules. I mean, that's all that Netflix is feeding me right now. Uh, so that's Money Pit. Uh, the burbs and the, the same. Burbs, yeah, the there go the, the goddamn brownies. <laughs> the same, yeah. That's is that the same time? It's got to be. I mean, that's that, that's Corey Feldman, young Corey Feldman. <laughs> who's in town? Ta- no, who's in town this weekend? Corey Feldman. Yeah, is he in town? Is he this weekend? I think it's Diamond Music Hall this weekend. What? Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. Someone give Saturday. Me a it's kind of his last. Oh, I think I just read he's getting divorced. Yeah, oh, file no. for divorce. Oh, if he wants to come here, just to or f- separate. We want him. Tomorrow. Yo, somebody reach out. Is it tomorrow? Let me look. What are you? I don't know. What are you looking at me for? I don't know. You're, I mean, when it, when, all, when it comes to all things Corey Feldman, I look to you. Yeah, you're right, but I've... I've Hang on. Shh. I've had a busy month. September 19th. Oh, that's... Oh, it's next week. Yeah, we got time. That's, yeah, we got that's why time. I wasn't on my radar. He's looking cool as hell. Would love to have Corey Feldman on. Love to have him on. Yeah. That Holy would be... Smokes. Yeah. That would be amazing. He come, well, here's the problem. He'd come in and want to talk about music and be like, yo, tell us about the burbs. Right. <laughs> now, I, Sit I, down. I, okay, we'll talk about music, but let's first talk about some of your more iconic roles. Yeah. Tell me about the Goonies. You were so good in the burbs. The Goonies, the Goonies. Burbs. License to drive. Mm. Heck yeah. These are all classics. Hey, speaking of classics, and what every up? year, every year we talk about this. <laughs> every year there's a bit of controversy. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of our our youth, our childhood, this year's Toy Hall of Fame finalists have been released. Finally. That's what I look for. The National Toy Hall of Fame has revealed the 12 finalists for its 2023 class. And once again, my favorite childhood toy, Illegal Fireworks. (laughs) No. Not nominated. Oh, I was going to say, wow. Not, what a liberal not, list. Not, <laughs> not nominated this year. Oh, we'll on. get him next year. Yeah, I hope. Jeez, such a bummer. Yeah, going down to Chinatown and buying bottle rockets out of the back of a, of the back of a trunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't make it this year. Okay, why. so uh, last year, I would just tell you last year, um, Light Bright, Master of the Universe, and the top, you know, the toy you spin, mm-hmm. those were the three that did make it in last year. Okay. So I'm going to give you the finalists. And Mo- are you going to write these down, Moon? Yeah. Keep a list of who voted for who. Because I'm going to ask you who you think should be in the in the Toy Hall of Fame. Okay. This, is an actual, this is an actual place. I think it's in Rochester, New York. The National Toy Hall of Fame. They've been doing this for many years now. All right. Hey, you know what? And this um, this needs to be asked. Is this one of those? Is this one of those things... Uh, where if it's on the ballot for X amount of years and it doesn't go in, it goes off? Because that changes no. the vote. No, okay. there are there are, there are are years where a, a, a toy will go back onto the onto the finals list. Okay, because I saw one the, 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 that's on the nominees list for this year that I'm like, wow, that deserves it, but not before something else. Okay. So the following 12 toys are finalists for the 2023 induction into the National Toy Hall of Fame. Only a few will take their honored place in the hall this year. 
And I guess the uh, winners, the inductees, will be announced on November 9th. So here we go. Your finalists. Mm. Number one, finalist number one, baseball cards. Cool, man. Mm. A toy. Baseball cards. I think when they say toy, it's... It's it's getting loosey-goosey. Yeah, something I that a child saw. Anything a kid has seen. Okay, so we did play with them. This is yes. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now. I think, yeah, it's become that. No, because I think it's something that takes up our time. Listen, man. You collect them. You trade them. I understand that, but then, but then, but then you're blurring the lines. You're blurring the lines, and I'm a baseball card enthusiast. I, I, I still have a lot of my baseball cards. I think these are all things they put in because it's part of your childhood. I understand that, okay. but these are we're talking about toy Hall of Fame, and those are collectibles. I don't know. What, what, do you, what do you play with? I mean, what do you do with baseball cards? You, you trade collect them, them. You collect them. You put you them. Talk in the, about them. Talk about them. But and you pretend that you put them in your spokes? It's but it's not a game, and it's not a toy. Those are collectibles. Yeah, but you anything that kids would covet, like, have on a shelf and, like, love, you know, or, like, sleep with. That's the way I think of it now. That's what this is. This is a part of everybody's childhood. Right. These are things that, were, that are hmm. you get nostalgic when you look back on your youth. We all had baseball cards. I don't know. Did you collect cards no, of any kind? I collected uh, cards of bands, like metal bands, like, back. <laughs> like, you didn't have Garbage Pail Kids? No, I didn't have those. Aww. Were you but, too young for that? Uh, possibly. I'll tell you what, I had a Metallica baseball card somewhere. That Metallica baseball. That yeah, James like, Hetfield rookie those, card is those worth metal, a lot. Those metal playing cards where it gives you like a little bio on the back of the band. I never. I know. I don't know those. They're cool as hell, man. Like lots of '80s metal, and um, it was like '80s. Like I was right in the wheelhouse mm-hmm. for all that stuff, like the uh, the, the <clears> baseball <throat> cards and the garbage pail kids. What are the collectibles? Were there like cards? I mean, and, and pogs. There were, there, I say I was too. I was too old, old for pogs. But, pog, but pogs was a game. You played with it. Not yeah. really, though. I mean, I, I, we, it but was you all would about. Them. It was like going to the pog shop, like a baseball card shop, and picking out your favorite pogs and, and the you would just stack them out in the slammers. And I mean, we never really played. We didn't know how to play pogs. We just collected the prettiest ones and like oh, we, show. We played each other. it because it was like pink slips. Like if you lost, you lost the pogs. Mm. Now, do yeah. you remember all the different? Companies for the car, for baseball cards. There was Tops, obviously Tops, Donruss, Donruss, Fleer, uh, Upper Bowman, Deck, Bowman, Upper Deck. Well, I don't Star. remember Bowman. You don't remember Bowman? Oh, that Bowman. Yeah, Bowman, had, will... Bowman had a year that the cards were super badass, but they did they were not the same size as the other ones, uh, so they yeah. wouldn't fit in some of the sleeves. And there was Noxies. a Canadian brand, Opichi. Oh yeah, Opichi. yeah, that's Tops. Yeah, that was Tops and is that? Yeah, Canada tops, tops Canada, but yeah. I think they bought them out. Or, I forgot how that worked. All right, so here's what they say about baseball cards. Uh, through the decades, Clear. kids and adults alike have collected baseball cards for the thrill of possessing images of their favorite players or trying to collect a pricey rarity. Baseball cards are used in card trading and schoolyard bartering, as well as other flipping games. For some, they became a playful add-on to bicycle spokes, generating fun and memorable clicks for the rider. Okay, baseball cards, finalists for the National Toy Hall of Fame this year. Finals number two, Battleship. Mm. Battleship the game. That's a good good one. Never knew how to play it, but it looked oh, cool. Love me oh, some Battleship. Man. You never played Battleship? Mm-mm. No, oh, it was kind of more so of a fun. We still like play. Bo- in quotes, oh, boy we did too. Game. Yeah, I we still like. do. They have a digital one that's pretty dope. It's like to a- actually get out the 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 fold up boards. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, they're like a little laptops. And then in like ninety one, ninety two, like your rich friends uh, had the electronic the electronic one, one that made the beeps. And- mm. The electronic one, we actually put the, it was a big board, and you put the, the the divider in the middle, clicks in. Yeah, and probably took like 15 C batteries or something. It also takes like 15, 20 minutes to set up because you had to put all the, 
the coordinates of your ships in there. So Battleship, originally a pencil and paper game, Battleship's inspiration began with uh, similar two-person strategy games in the late 19th century. Various manufacturers printed paper versions beginning in the 1930s. Television advertising played a part in the success of Milton Bradley's 1967 plastic adaptation. The game was among the first board games to be computerized in 1979, and today countless electronic versions exist. In 2013, it cemented its place in pop culture history with a movie, boo, of the same name starring Rihanna. And Taylor Kitsch. <laughs> the guy was the kiss of death on movies for a while. Wasn't uh, Liam Neeson in it? Uh, yeah. They tried to make that Taylor Kitsch guy a star in that era for about five years, dude. They put him in, like... John, Disney's John Carter. Did great. <laughs> it was a disaster, but people say that that movie wasn't bad. I just, he was like, he's phenomenal. He's actor. a good looking dude. They tried to make him Gambit. Taylor they completely Kitch. scrapped it. They made is. him Gambit in one of the Wolverine movies. They were like, nope. He played Koresh in that film. Oh, oh that's okay. Oh, dude, he yeah, the Waco movie. That's right. He he's was, amazing. He's actor. been great in stuff. Friday Night Lights. He, just, he was coming off Friday Night Lights and they tried to like make him uh, off the. He's in something new right now that's. Looks pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, I watched Waco. That was good. He was good in that. Yeah. But I bet if you look at his filmography, you'll see about a five-movie run where you're like, huge hey. budgets, bombs. And they tried, huh, with this guy. They just tried That's to make bummer. him like a big blockbuster star. And Oh, he's in Painkiller, that new miniseries. Oh, is that with Matthew Broderick? Yeah. That looks awesome. X-Men Origins. John, John Carter, Carter Final Lights, Battleship. Well, Battleship, okay, so Battleship is a, uh, is a nominee finalist for this year's National Toy Hall of Fame. Uh, number three is Bingo. Bingo. American Bingo descended from a lottery game first played in Italy. Around 1530, the game came to be known as Lotto and was played in France and in Germany as a teaching tool. A marketer copied the 1920s American carnival game Bino, changed his name to <laughs> Bingo, and the game has become a staple of adult play and fundraisers for churches and charity organizations. Different versions of bingo are played worldwide, and it is especially popular in Mexico. So really? bingo is a finalist. I love bingo, too. I love bingo. I remember my grandma had, you know, like the pro bingoers who would have, like, the stamps. Oh, yeah. Mm. Over oh, they took a bus my to go play somewhere? Yes. Yeah. When my All wife and people? I took that nine-day cruise and spent $14,000 on alcohol. Yes. We went and played bingo a couple nights. <laughs> and, you know, we had the, the professional stamper. My grandma yeah. had one that had Elvis. When you stamped it, it would have Elvis's Whoa. head and Marilyn. And so I'd be stamping Marilyn all over. I'd go over to her house and be like playing with her bingo cards and stamping at Marilyn heads everywhere. That's Those were cool. awesome. Dude. Yep. It's also a game that turns ordinary aunts and grandmas into completely different people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the competitors into yes. oh, That's right. I went to a bingo. I went to a VFW bingo hall one time on a lark. Didn't take it seriously enough, and I got checked hard by some grannies. Just drinking beer and oh, yeah. you know, being foolish and cracking jokes, and phew, these old broads couldn't hear them. Oh, and they mm. take it serious. If you if they can't hear the call, <laughs> they'll drop an elbow on you, man. They don't care. Or if you got a youngin' in there who's who's messing around. Oh, yeah. Uh, playing. Uh, uh, they ain't playing. Those ladies turn into like... <laughs> Gunslingers, dude. They got two. They got little troll dolls out in front of them. They got their yeah. little knickknacks. Yeah. They're playing pull tabs. They're my grandma. All of a sudden, her arthritis was cured, dude. It was like somebody laid hands on her. And, <laughs> Quiet on the call. Yeah, she's just got those bingo blotters. Those you buy 
that have like the little felt. Yeah, you know the what I'm about? yeah. She might as well holstered them up, dude. Like Doc Holiday, she's spinning. She pop, 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 pop. She's she playing like twenty five cards, yeah, twenty five cards at once. And they, yeah, dude, it oh, just no. looked like. And they, and they got a cross out in the yard too, just in case they need to crucify somebody for saying bingo and not actually. Oh, bingo. don't even try oh, it. Don't do Ooh, that. The old don't false bingo call. Like the oops, sorry, I made a mistake. Oh, my, my take grandma. Him out. I've never be been to a church bingo. My grandma would be flying so fast with those bingo blotters that it looked like that scene in Aliens where the robot's like doing the knife between the guy's fingers. And he starts going real <laughs> yeah. fast. And he's like, oh, it's like his Bill Paxton or whatever. That's what that's what Grandma Effie looked like if you got a bingo blotter. I've game. never been to a bingo like a church bingo. Oh, we should do it. When? Whenever Rish show like. bingo night. Did we need to be doing? We are not going to be allowed into one of those. Oh yes, we will be. Yeah, man, team. We'll have a team. We'll take it seriously. No, you know, horsing around. All right. Well, Bingo is a finalist. Uh, the next finalist is Bop It. The Bop It. Bop It. So this is Twist all B's it. this year. Pull it. Well, Pull it. alphabetical order. So thank you. Oh. Uh, Bop It debuted in 1996 and combined electronic game processes with free play and physical elements in an innovative way. The handheld game challenges players to follow voice recorder commands and press a large button or pull a handle or twist a lever, depending on the instructions. Experts claim the game helps with hand-eye coordination, focus and attention, and sensory motor integration on top of being fun. Pop it is great. All the all the never had one. All the new uh, versions and everything. It is great. It's one of those things that kind of it's it's. Sits oh, it's around. still around. Oh, dude, yeah, we have one in our house. It sits around your house. Well, we have two in our house. One is taken apart because uh, uh, one of the boys was like, "I would like to see how this works." Well, he's found out how it worked. We can't get it to work again. Yeah. But it's such a good game. It sits around for a while, and then you'll find it in a random place in the house because somebody decided to take a challenge. And then when it's in the random place in the house, before someone puts it away, you got to challenge it too. You got to go, and then you find yourself doing it for twenty minutes trying to beat your own record. It's awesome. Well, I, so I remember that around the same time as the skip it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, skip it. It's, Where you put on one leg and yeah, get that it. requires a bit more, uh, you know, movement. coordination. Follow, <laughs> you know, effort. I can't ever. <laughs> That SNL sketch with Amy Poehler with the Boppet. You guys remember that? I don't remember that. Look it up. I can't think of the Boppet without thinking of that sketch. It was like the perverted Boppet. Mm. Slap it. was perverted. Slap it. Slap it. Slap it. Bop it. Choke it. Pull it. Pull it. Pull it. Mm. <laughs> All right. So Boppet's uh, uh, finalist. Uh, and then, then we got Cabbage Patch Kids. Oh. Which I believe this is a returning. This is a returning. Nominee. Didn't you have one? Oh, that's oh yeah, Benjamin Eli. Cute. Benjamin Eli was his name. I, I had one Charlie. too. I don't remember her name though. I guess you really didn't care for. I it. didn't have the birth certificate. <laughs> I think it was a hand-me-down Cabbage Patch doll. Oh, had like yeah. one eye. Benjamin Eli came uh, on Christmas. And a, and mm. a, an adoptee. It was an adoptee. I get it. When Cabbage Patch Kids launched in 1979, they offered American children a soft, cuddly playmate in a world of hard toys and cold electronics. Consumers could not get enough of the dolls, each with its own name, its unique lumpy round face, and, and uh, adoption papers. They became the must-have holiday toy of 1983 and generated massive demand, paving the way for later holiday crazes around Tickle Me Elmo, Beanie Babies, and the Furby. I preferred soft toys whenever I was a kid. Like stuffed animals had a ton of those, Cabbage Patch, Water Babies. Well, water I think babies. For, the, for the Cabbage wow. Patch kids... It was a doll for boys, too. Yeah. It was cool. It was I do cool. remember my cousins making fun of me. 
remember Which is fine. Cricket the doll? It was like the life-size girl Cricket, and there was one for boys too. There was like there a was a kid sister, and right was a kid sister, and who kid was it? Kid sister, kid sister, because uh, that, that was the same. It was the same people because they used the same song, right? My buddy. My buddy, my buddy, my buddy, my buddy, wherever you go, he has to go. My buddy, my buddy. And then it was kid, sister. My buddy and me. I wanted that bad. Dude. Well, you wanted a my buddy? Yeah. That commercial just. Who was Chucky, right? Yep. Essentially, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just. That commercial was so far exceeded what the toy possibly could have been. Oh, the kid like, with my buddy was doing everything, going down the slide, everything. Oh, I yeah. Think, yeah, I think it was like, uh, they really not- made it seem like this thing was going to be your friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this, it's so cute. Because it was so big. It was like pulling him in a wagon. Yeah. Yeah, going down the slide. He was like kid-sized. The poor lonely kid was at the playground by himself. Yeah. With With my buddy. Yeah, but he had a playground and a wagon. He had all the stuff. Yeah, but no friends except for my buddy. Yeah, my buddy and me. This is a toy for friendless children. <laughs> I used to take my cricket doll down in my grandma's, down my dad's basement where my grandma's beauty shop was. And so after hours, I'd go down there and like shave her head and cut her hair off and wash her hair and all this stuff and act like she was a real person. You know, that's only child stuff. I didn't have siblings. So, so you had a kid sister? I had, ki- well, it, it was called Cricket. It was like the off. Oh, it was a knockoff. Yeah. And she was scary as hell, man. <laughs> like, come like 1991, she was looking pretty rough. Uh, Shelly says on the instant feedback, we had a Cabbage Patch doll with a birth certificate, and his name was Joe Dick. <laughs> right on. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a sports play. Still have him play. in the box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Cabbage Patch Kids, that's finalist. Uh, Another one is choose your own adventure game books. Never got into those. Oh, Ooh, I those did. The and there was, because of me, there was a rule uh, <laughs> placed in my elementary school that you were not allowed to do book reports <laughs> with choose your own adventure <laughs> books. <laughs> Which is a bummer. Choose your own adventure. Those were so fun. I really saw And these. I found out they still sue people if you try to. Create your own. Uh, with their roots in oral storytelling that asked listeners for their input in the branching stories and role-playing simulations of the mid-20th century, Choose Your Own Adventure game books have kids, oh, gave kids new opportunities to play with reading. By empowering readers to choose what paths their stories took and influenced a generation of future game designers, sold more than 270 million copies and became one of the best-selling children's book series of all time. Wow. Now yeah, they do that with Netflix. Now they have the Choose Your Own Adventure Netflix shows, which is cool. Yeah, I would do, a, you know, you'd have to do a book report. You know, i choose a book to, to do it on, and mm-hmm. my adventure would last four pages. <laughs> <laughs> There's a new rule at school. No more Choose Your Own Adventure books. Yeah. Thank you, Scott Rizzuto. Yep. Look at that. It's like three or four at authors. PS 32. And they're just churning these things out. <clears throat> Loved them, dude. Loved them. We just did an improv show last Halloween called Halloween Night where we all got on stage and we brought an audience member on and we did a choose-your-own-adventure book live. That's cool. So we gave them three. They could die three times. <laughs> and we gave them, we had like, we had a, backstage we had this big board up with all these splintering. So you could choose to walk through the graveyard or walk under the streetlights. You can mm. walk through the grave li- graveyard, then we actually did the thriller dance and had zombies and werewolves fight and you lost a life. And 
Well, that's fun. It was cool, man. It was a really, really big undertaking, and it was it was real fun. Did well, you learn the entire Thriller dance? We did. Oh, Come nice. On. So they did this from 79 to 98? Yeah, and when I, when I would read the Choose Your Own Adventure book, I'd be like, all right, go, you know, you go down, uh, you know, this dark path or go through this door, and I'd always stick my finger into where I would have to turn the page, so in case I died, I'd have to go back. Mm. <laughs> that's, the, that's the save button. Yeah. You still have those books like mom has them in a box somewhere? Uh, I don't know where they are. But I had a lot of those. I think they're starting to make them again. Are they? I believe so. Did you guys have your parents like in the 80s? They This is way before. Like you can get anything personalized now so easily. But back in the 80s, like when they were using like typewriters to personalize books. I remember I had one that was like... Lauren goes to the circus, and so everywhere that like the main character, it, they like had typed in oh, Lauren. Right, right. No, and and I, I, I still my parents have that didn't care book. that much. Wow. And it says like this book dedicated <laughs> to Lauren Colvin, and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. But like looking at it now, wow. I'm like, oh, that mm. was complete. You know, that could have been anybody. But for me, I thought this was my book, and had like a little blonde kid. So they could get it personalized. Yeah, that was the thing. Where would you get that done? You can, you can still I don't do know, that. Man. You can you can online. You can right now. You can go. There are websites that will build you books that just put your like. If you want a, ro- a romance novel with you and your wife, you can do that. If you want a, an adventure one with you and your son, you can do that. Yeah. Like you can make all those now, and they'll send them to you within like a couple weeks. Not crazy. And they, they look like novels, like Whoa. like this. That is cool. Yeah. Now I guess my they, parents didn't care enough for they that. They put your face on Fabio on the like a romance novel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. I think I think they'll do like you can like give them pictures. You can do everything. Uh, all right, Connect Four is next, and this is uh, and we're going over the list of the uh, this year's a Toy Hall of Fame finalists. Uh, to Connect Four, based on an earlier strategy game, the Captain's Mistress, challengers, uh, oh, challenges players to be the first team to place four tokens in a row. It's quick gameplay, makes it a favorite with kids who could detect patterns, problem solve, and use basic math. Some serious gamers deride Connect Four because it's been quote-unquote solved. There's mathematically a way for the first player to win every time. But it remains a popular game in many households for its kid-friendly play. There is? Now I'm going to look at Now I want to know. Because I I keep losing to the kids. I'll start winning my money back. Did you? That's a backtrack. Because I am interested in this algorithm, the original algorithm, the Connect Four algorithm. <laughs> did you cheat when you did choose your own adventure books? What do you mean? Like if you died, if you yeah, chose... that's why I put. I, that's why I said I put yeah, my finger he... back in where I turned the page. Hey, so so I go back. Button. That's oh. the save button. That's funny. Oh man, this uh, this teaches you how to What's know, the... how to do that algorithm, and it's a six minute video. I, oh, this is not worth there's it. There's no quick. Just watch the last minute. <laughs> quick explanation. This is too long for us, guys. Like, where 90, do you start? 90 seconds. We're, we're, where do you put the we're, first piece? We're midlife. We're running out of time. We don't matter. have this. Where do you put the first piece? Okay, well, I'll show you. It says the middle. No time. No oh, the, okay, so the middle, and the middle row. He's showing you the, like, the, you know, how this equates. How to win a Connect Four almost every time. So he's showing you all the different possibilities that could happen. I'm going to watch that video, and I'm going to play with the kids. <laughs> Dad's undefeated. I get to go first. <laughs> yeah, Dad always goes first. Yeah, winner goes first every time. I'll I'll go first. <laughs> all right, connect four. Now, Ken. Ken is next. Ken Dolls. Ken. Mattel copyrighted the line, he's a doll. To introduce Barbie's boyfriend, Ken, in March of 1961, at the American Toy Fair in New York, for more than six decades, Ken has been Barbie's uh, companion at Barbie's side. 
including a 2004 breakup publicity stunt. I didn't know they took a break. Throughout it all, he has consistently reflected the times with his outfits and sparked conversation about popular culture, sexuality, acceptance, play, and gender roles. Ken, a finalist for this year's National Toy Hall of Fame. Have you guys seen Barbie yet? No. No one in I'll here? wait till it comes out on, no, to, I'm waiting on to the streaming. Oh, it's streaming. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. For money. No. I'm waiting for it to oh. come, come, months come down free. Yeah. Well, right. not free, but yeah, I'm paying for whatever service mm. buys it. Uh, up next is the Little Tykes Cozy Coupe. <laughs> that is the classic red car with the yellow roof. Cute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, Loved them. too poor to ever have, although all my poor friends had them. I was, I was like, <laughs> how, how can I not have one of these? All you guys have these. Like, yeah, you know, all, all I, the buddies had them. Well, and when you get older and those are still around the house, everybody climbs on the roof and mm-hmm. then rides down a hill. Now, I do have a, a very traumatic instance. Uh, it was a second cousin, right? That's your parents' cousin's kids, right? Is that so what it is? Scott? <laughs> no, much. he's not even a cousin. He's a cousin's cousin. Oh. Uh, so, uh, second, I am a brother. second cousin who, that I have not spoken to since this happened. And I was probably eight years old. I'm a- out of and town. And this has to do with the little tykes cozy group? Out of town at his house. And I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to be in one of those things. <laughs> I don't have one of those. And I went over and, uh, he dumped it forwards while I was in it and like pinned me in there. And I was, oh yeah. And I was, and I was trapped. <laughs> and I didn't know that it was like, you know, like kid prison. And he oh, trapped yeah, he yeah, trapped you me. Tip it forward. He tipped you it forward, and, he, and he trapped me. And I and I was panicking. And I have this memory, and I'm sure it did not play out like this. But in my memory, I was in prison, and the world was laughing at me. All the parents, they were all laughing, and and he was just. I, I, and I thought, surely he's going to be in trouble for this. Someone's going to come to my aid. And nope, the whole world just laughed at me, and I panicked, thinking I would never get out of this thing. It was just so like nobody those, came with the little tykes jaws of life. Nobody oh. came with the jaws of life. <laughs> nobody came to my aid. He didn't get in trouble, and I have not spoken to him since. Oh, never God. forget. <laughs> never forget. Did anybody have one of these? Nobody came in that that little fire truck. <laughs> no, no one. No one rescued me in a power wheel. Because no. this is. I don't even age. know what it is. Oh yeah, you do. You yeah, don't know you what know this that. is. Oh, yeah, you know this. this. Is- yeah. I didn't have one. You guys but gaslighting me over this? Uh... No, no. You're oh, going to no, see it. You know no. Oh, that's what that was You've called. You've seen it. Trust. But no, these always had a puddle of dirty water in the seat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. On the yeah, after those were kept outside. Right. The newer ones had the eyes on them, but the old school ones, I don't, oh, that I'm, thing? I'm not sure they yeah. had the eyes on them. Our old one did not have eyes. Yeah, or the if they did, they don't. burned off. From How the did that become a kid prison? Because you tip it forward. So they tipped it. So this kid, this second cousin, tipped this thing forward when I was in it and I couldn't get out. I was like on my head, you know, like it was kind of forward and on the on the roof here. Yeah, if you tip it forward, the kid ain't getting out. And there's I no could, leg room in this. Dude, things. I'm telling you, I couldn't get out. I, I, do your I, legs come out the bottom? No, no. I don't think so. Uh, not do in, they? I don't no. think they did in the no, one that do. I was in. They how do, weak of children were you guys? That's how it goes. Huh? I was like, how weak of a constitution did you guys have as kids? It was like the five or six. It's a lot of gravity. Gravity's involved, Rafe. Okay, yeah, his, okay. his feet are out. His feet oh, are your, out. Really? So your feet get pinned. That makes more sense yeah. to me. Okay. I, was yeah, maybe trying, I was like, why would you just not climb out the top? I'm not sure how that you know, devil had work. my feet, but I was trapped. Ah. So the Cozy Coupe hit stores in 1979. The car featured the now iconic red chassis, yellow roof, a trunk, and working doors. 
The thoughtful design helped to minimize the risk of tipping over, and the scale accommodated most children ranging from 18 months to 5 years old. Sales soared, and by 1991, Cozy Coop was America's top-selling automobile. Hmm. <laughs> Cozy so awesome. Coop gave toddlers their first bit of autonomy from their parents, helped to fuel their imaginations, and encouraged development of motor skills, all tools needed to navigate through life. So real quick, this is the new, this is the updated version. Hmm. This is the version I was trapped in. This old ass looking eighties thing. Oh, and and the crazy thing is, um, I remember thinking as a kid associating this with McDonald's because when I was a little kid and I would mm. see it, I'd always go, "Oh, that must Red be yellow. oh, it's McDonald's." Yeah, it's, it's like McDonald's colors, and it's got this arching sort of roof that's yellow. And I always thought, like, that's got to be some grand prize winner from McDonald's or something. Like, I just associated it with something that I could not get yeah. my hands on. If that's you wild. get somebody behind it, you could tip it forward. Hmm. Yeah, but no, we would hang on, so if somebody's little brother or sister had one or was a leftover from their childhood, we would bring it up to the top of a hill and you'd hang on to the roof mm -hmm. and you just somebody would throw you down the hill. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Live wild, baby. This is one of those toys that, yes, you're right, I have seen it, but never, no one I knew had it. Hmm. It just missed me somehow. That's the I think one, we bought I've one. seen we it bought in yards, I've seen it. And abandoned yard sales. I've seen this a thousand times. But if but you, if you look inside at the the seat, oh, the seat, I get it. That's how it gets. They they may have holes now drilled in them. It's because of the water. Because of the water. Of the yeah, water. Yeah. The other cool thing about this too is uh, try to picture like when you're a kid and you see something like this and you're like, oh my gosh, a vehicle that's my size and the doors open. And the doors. It was, doors it was open. so cool. Was it was awesome. doors. As soon open. as Lauren said that, I thought of every big wheel I've ever seen. Yeah, but because I was like, yeah, there's always like. The but, big wheel had bucket seats, so there was two little two little cheek puddles. Yep. And every big wheel that got left out in the yard. Here was the distinction between a big wheel and this thing, though, is when you got in this and you realized. <laughs> a lot of distinctions. But. Well, when you realize that that wheel doesn't turn yeah, the Yeah, you wheels, don't really have a lot of control over this thing. It's the biggest disappointment ever. You're like, Here's, oh, cool. Did, this is for toddlers. Literally me in the 80s. I have this as my cover photo on Facebook. Wow. The, oh, the car. look at you, dude. No, we weren't rich. I had the motorized car. I hated this Are thing because oh, it was yeah. so I, loud. I had one, um, and it was Kit from Knight Rider. <gasps> what? Oh, yeah. Dude. I didn't realize I was in the presence no of Wait, rich people. You had the car kit or the I big had wheel? that, like, uh, what do you call those? They were like the power wheels. This power is wheels. Uh, power wheels. I had pow, pow, power oh wheels. Pow, pow, this power thing has wheels. Goodyear tires on Dude, it. Dude, I had Kit from Knight Rider and had even the, you press a button and the thing on the front. Wow. Like the LED lights go back and forth. That's ridiculous. no one on my block. Badass. That. I'll share yeah, this nobody. on Riz Show Twitter as people can. Dude, that was like not fair. That was so far beyond the scope. Like I didn't even have the stones to ask for that for yeah, Christmas. Yeah, I never would. It ask seemed that. so. Uh, I didn't ask for it. Santa brought it. It seemed like something a Saudi prince would own. Yeah, well, I <laughs> in the trailer park. I'm like, oh, that's what it's like. Uh, mama, yeah. I got this. Papa. Yeah. I think I'm four years old in this picture, and my mom and dad got it for me, and they couldn't wait to get me outside. They had balloons on it and stuff. You know, this is Christmas. Yeah. And uh, they, we take it outside. I'm on my dad's um, asphalt. You know, driveway, yeah, yeah. and they're like, "All right, Lauren, go ahead and 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 go ahead and go, babe." And I hit it, and it was so loud. And I was really sensitive to loud noises when I was a child, and like would freak out. And so I hit it immediately, started losing it, like crying, wouldn't get back in it for like months. Oh, so they, my dad was devastated. Yeah, because he, he, so he spent one hundred and sixty dollars. <laughs> Did you look for the blinker? Where's the blinker? There's no blinker fluid in this one. <laughs> Still on. Oh man. Yeah, I would never have asked Night for that. Rider They'd have torn wheel. up my adoption papers. <laughs> I'm trying to see how much it was at the time. 1984. A million. 
I, I got a hand money, me down. It was yeah. $1 billion. Oh, yeah. I got a hand me down. Uh, Mr. T, uh, what do you call it? Three wheeler. Um, oh, big wheel. Big wheel. It's a big wheel, but I'm not sure mine. With the power slide? Yes, it had a power slide, but I'm not sure mine was a brand name. But it had a Mr. T thing on the front. Remember, it had like a, like all the cool kids had the numbers on it, like the yeah. racing ones, and they were black and yellow and red or something. Mine was mine was white and had a, a, a Mr. T sticker on the front. Mm. And it was the coolest toy ever, but it was hand-me-down, so it only took about, mm, I don't know, six days of riding that thing before I burned a hole in the back, back wheel because that's what would always happen. There should have been a scrapyard for big wheels where we were going and just getting our back tires replaced. Yeah, you couldn't. Where they I, would just have holes in them? Yeah, because Did you have the power slide or hard plastic? Yeah, and I just you just burn it through the concrete. Did you have a big wheel? Yeah, I had this one. I had the Dukes of Hazard. Oh, oh look no, at no. that one. What, that, cool. And that had the power slide, slide on oh, it. Oh, man. Let me see if I can find Mine the was a, That is so of, <laughs> What's the so And a lot of problematic imagery. <laughs> What's gone? What's their inner basic one? One of the blue and red? I, I think? think I had a basic one. Yeah, this had primary colors. Yeah, the primary color one was cool, but then... Then they started making, yeah, this is the one that I yeah. had. But but all the decals and stickers had already been worn off or torn off because, you know, like I said, super hand-me-down. But it had red wheels. But, you see, it comes with, like, treads on I the wheel. I don't remember tread yeah, on Yeah, right. <laughs> Those treads didn't Unless last. I wore them off. Yeah, you had to have worn them off. But if you power slide and you hit, like, hit it the wrong way, you'll tip that thing over. That yeah, was, we had a hill outside our house. That was the point. And it was the greatest toy for that because we had a sidewalk that went right to the edge of that hill and you just jump down the hill. Uh, when, when will this be in the Look at that Hall seat. And I don't tell know me if you it can't is just right. see two puddles of water sitting in it out in your cousin's <laughs> yard. You know, All right, like so getting in it. Next one, next one. So Little Tex Coop, uh, Nerf Toys, again, on the uh, finalist list, Nerf Toys. How's, not, uh, how's that, that not in it? That is the Babe Ruth, and it's not in there. Introduced in the 1960s as a, fo as a foam ball harmless enough to throw indoors, Nerf Toys have evolved into a line of blasters that shoot harmless foam darts for outdoor fun that encourages physical ex exertion, social interactions, and strategic thinking. Nerf Toys. Now you got Slime. Oh, yeah. Slime. Slime is hot right now. Slime's hot. Slime. Slime has leveraged its squishy, squashy, tactile appeal to become a beloved plaything for generations of kids. From its commercial introduction in 1976, Slime has gone on to become an element of other playthings and a television star in its own right. Manufacturers produce Slime under various brand names with certain propriety twists. But Slime also has proliferated as a do-it-yourself project. The only slime that I've ever had was the uh, the Ghostbusters one. They made like a Slimer fart box or something. Oh, yeah. Or whatever it was. Oh, I remember that. It was like fart jar. Do you think this has... Remember that? Oh, yeah. You put it in the thing. Go, Anything Ghostbusters labeled from the Ghostbusters cartoon oh, yeah. or the movies, I had. I tried for it. Do you think this is will be hindered since Play-Doh is already in the Hall of Fame? Ah, you know, uh, slime is the same thing. Because uh, Silly Putty, there's... Remember, you remember Gak or yeah. whatever they called it? I loved yeah, Gak. Dude. Yeah. Gak. It was so weird. It was like those little styrofoam balls, and you could like mold it. Oh, that's what Gak was. I, yeah, I thought, I thought Gak was like a, like a putty slime mix with the bubbles. Oh, I think I, I might have it mixed it up. May have been there, different variations. There of were it. two Nickelodeon things that you could get, and I thought Gak was the like little bitty styrofoam balls that were in the the slime. Nickelodeon's Gak. Uh, let's see, designed by Mattel yeah. in 1992. That, had the, that also made the fart noise. It mimicked yeah. slime. Yeah, no, see, no, this this was Gak. This this was the stuff that, yeah. that it, was, it was like a weird wet slime that was a little bit different than than your typical slime. Yeah, yeah. And if you dropped it on the floor of. and you had a dog know, in the house, I know what you're talking about. That, that, that stuff was like kinetic, like it was oh, like styrofoam dude. balls. Oh, like yeah. Nicole, let me find it. They had a big push of uh, 
I don't know if you guys will remember this, but it was the Mad Scientist Monster Lab. And it was oh, like, yeah. Do you remember it those commercials? the eyes and the ears. Oh, I wanted it so bad. Every every Saturday morning. You They'd be like, a, you push yeah, it down and it was all, yeah. And it would come through their eyes and ears and stuff like that. I you could that. buy like stuff separately. It had Flum. all these like uh, monsters you could build and you could, it was almost like a board game. It came as a kit and then yeah. you could buy all the extras. But it was all slime and gack and like making monsters and then you'd make like, you had molds where you could make like bugs and aliens and stuff. I forgot about that. Wanted it so bad, my parents were like, nah. Nah. Floam, Barbie Floam, Mini Floam Slime. Like, it's all different oh, variations Flom. of that. Floam was cool. Hey, you know, I wonder if this is in or, or not. And, and this is not a nominee this year. <coughs> Who had Shrinky Dinks? Shrinky yeah. Dinks. I didn't know what that, that is. <gasps> you put them in the oven? Shrinky. Shrinky Dinks. Shrinky Dinks. Shrinky Dinks. They like the gummy bears. I had He-Man. Yeah. He-Man ones. They'd be like cartoons. What? I had them. Uh, and oh. you, you so cut is... them out and you put them in the oven and they become like... Uh, Smaller versions yeah. of Small the versions. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's so stupid. Hey, do you like this? Would you like me to shrink it for yes. you? But it was like... Uh, oh, you yeah. could put it in the oven. While you're buying useless crap, here, here's a thing that will, once you put it in the bath, will turn into a dinosaur sponge. So, so you, so you put it in the... The opposite of Shrinky Dinks. <laughs> yeah. That was the thing. You're like, put this mermaid in the bathtub overnight... <laughs> You don't get to enjoy it. You're just going to wake up to a slightly bigger mermaid. Yeah, it will absorb water, and then you can't play with it. So the commercial was always, you know, a picture from the oven where you'd see the things kind of shrink down. They'd become yeah, look hard. It up. <clears throat> and uh, they'd have a plastic base you could put them in, and then I don't know what the hell you do with them. Yeah, this is a craft project. See if you can find the Shrinking Ink commercial, Moon. Uh, how to make... Oh, okay, that's a... All right, and the final... The final finalist for the Toy Hall of Fame this year is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, oh boy. They're getting in. Originally created to satirize comic book heroes and action figures, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles became comic book and play icons, transmedia trailblazers, and an enduring popular cultural sensation known as Turtle Mania, generating toys, television shows, movies, video games, and merchandise over the last 39 years. Oh, you want to? Okay, let me some, get some audio here. Hello, audio. Oh, gummy bears. Yeah, you call them bears. I, I remembered the commercial. You collar them. You put them in the oven. What the hell? It just disappeared. No. Fabulous, fantastic. Shrinky Dinks collectors. So you colored them. I forgot you colored them. You shrunk them. And there's that guy again that got every gig. I got it. Mark is saying brands in one sentence. Uh, one <laughs> sentence at the end. Shrinky Dinks. What Shrinky a rip. Dinks. What a rip off. Tell you what, it wasn't a rip off. TMNT. That's right. Yep. Continually giving joy, generation after generation, teenage mutant. My teenage brother was turtles. more into them. I was not. I loved it. I loved the movies. <clears throat> I saw the movies multiple times in mm. theaters. I, I've, I mean, even number three. I love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number three. I love them all. The new one's very good. I had the car. I had the uh, the the. I know you talked about the cards the other day not being collectible. Like I had the whole set in a in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ten. I was so excited to have that whole set. It's completely worthless. Was probably always worthless, but I loved it. The new. The, have you seen the new movie? I have not seen. The it's new really one. good. I'm waiting for the kids it's to be. It's very good. I still think the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I I asked Riz's son to watch and review because I wanted to get a generational review, is the best one. 
like the original when the they're still in suits. I watched it with them oh, last weekend. Corey Raph- Feldman was the voice. It's all about Raphael. Huh? It's all about Raph. I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, sort about of. Wise men say, uh, "Never pay for late pizza." Yeah. Pizza. The original. Got the original. Thirty one. seconds. I say that every week. The original yeah. one. That's when Domino's had their yeah. uh, 30 minutes or less. That was probably the first movie that I realized was made for kids where you could curse. Because uh, remember, when he loses his sigh, and they, he, he goes back in, yeah. and he goes, damn. And I went, oh, we yeah, can was say awesome. that. I, I looked down. around Dude, like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get in trouble. That movie showed kids smoking. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm going to get in trouble for yeah. being here. <laughs> like all the foot soldier kids were like smoking and like jumping yeah. into half pipes. And I'm like, these kids are cool. Yeah, dude. yeah. It, sh- it shows when they're in there. It's got, it's got Different the, time. Uh, it's got the half pipe and it's all, you know, like punk music and stuff. And those, those suits with like the, like the wire eyeball things that went over their mask was so sick. So cool. Foot soldiers? Yes. Do you remember that they had? Oh yeah, they, I, they I pulled on the mask, and I had like eye coverings that were kind of like these. I watched like, it last week. Covers. Ah, oh, so good. It's holds excellent. Excellent and holds up. I mean, there are references, obviously, from yeah. you know when, when did that come out? Eighty nine, late eighties, probably, maybe early nineties. I mean, a lot of references to things of that era, but uh, it holds up. And having April was big. Like, being a girl and having something as big as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and having representation as a female. Because there wasn't a female turtle, but she was so cool. Yeah. So watching it as a kid was awesome. I did a deep dive on it after I watched it. And uh, so the woman who played April, I guess, was not in the sequel because she didn't like the violence of the first one. Judith <laughs> Judith Hoke. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the gal wow. that came in afterwards was almost like she had, I don't even know if she was recognizable from other things, but she had that recognizable kind of look. And it was like, oh, they switched April. Oh, I don't know about this. And then you're okay with it 30 seconds later. Yeah. Hey, do you want to be in a film <clears throat> about ninjas? Right now? It might have well, violence. I mean, it might have was, violence I, I think she it. may huh. have been, I think she said she was sold a, uh, a kids know, movie. fake bill of goods. Yo, even the Casey Jones. Because it was thing. like a, uh, J- Jim Henson did all the costumes. Yeah, and they were so, they even hold up, dude. It kind of reminds me of like Labyrinth or something. Like <clears throat> the body suits, and then when they fought, yeah, it was like awesome. It looked cool. Oh yeah, man, that's and, a great and, movie. And Casey Jones in the park when when uh, when Raph's in the in the disguise, yeah. and he says, uh, "I hate punkers, especially ones in lots of green makeup." Like the, yeah. the whole like the whole mm-hmm. thing is so silly. Go and back so and good. watch it. Go back and watch silly, it. Silly, but they gave it a little bit of like emotional weight when like. Raph gets beat up and yeah. he almost dies, and they got to go to that farm, and then they got to like, oh yeah, yep, they got to kind of mend. Leonardo and Raphael have to kind of mend their like. I'm like, oh, they took like something that could have been super corny and gave it some like dramatic weight. Well, Leonardo real drama. was holding vigil in the bathroom as he's in the as yeah. Raphael's in the tub. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. real drama, dude. And then in number three, there's time travel. I'll tell you what, this is one Rotten <laughs> Tomatoes got wrong because I just looked it up. Forty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics. They what don't about know what they're talking about? Let's look. They messed 6. up. 6.8 on IMDb. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Audience score, 81%. Okay. So the that's critics can. Counts. Yeah, that's what the counts. The critics could suck it. Okay, so there we go. There are the 12 finalists. you got to pick three. And Moon's going to write them down. We'll find out November 9th uh, who's going to make it. So baseball cards, Battleship, Bingo, Bop It, Cabbage Patch Kids, Choose Your Own Adventure Game Books, Connect Four, Mattel's Ken, the uh, Little Tykes Cozy Coop, Nerf Toys, Slime, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We'll start with Moon. you got to pick three. Okay, so I thought about this a lot. Initially, um, I had baseball cards, and then, you know what, I, I just don't, I don't think it's fair. Uh, Battleship, I think, deserves it, but, but 
I, I have to go with my heart a little bit here. Um, I'm going to say Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, just because I think they deserve it in, in every way. And yet might be a little bit early. I think Nerf Toys n- uh, Nerf toys not being in there already is, is blasphemy. A it's ridiculous. So I think Nerf goes in first. Has to. Nerf. B- bingo goes in for Merit and History. Okay. And I'll say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nerf, Bingo, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for Moon. Learn. I'm going uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Cozy Coop, and Ken. This time. I think Ken's going to go in this year, too. It's all the Barbie hype that's happening. <laughs> the, Ken, the Ken's been passed over. He's no, I don't, I don't even think, I don't think Ken it's deserves his it. Try. Guys, he's Knuff. Hey, hey, why does he get to go in, if, I mean, in a part of the Barbie world? Why does he have to have this? Like, it's the same thing. Kenneth Kniff. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but he's they also marketed moment. it for boys, too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, but I mean, Kevin's best Ken kids. You got all the different oh, characters. They tried really hard. Hey, by the way, I'm, I'm not going... In years past, I voted trying to be right, you know, thinking that uh, w- what they may vote in. I'm just going with my heart. I'm telling you who I think deserves it. Right. So, Lauren, I'll you said you. TMNT, Ken, and who? Cozy Coop. Oh, the, the Cozy Coop. That's right. I forgot about okay, that Okay, so I think... Dang, that's a good... Oh, oh. Ken's going to get in. Be, je- be jealous. Put Ken in for me. Um, Nerf. Um, Nerf, s- Ken, and Coop, maybe. Oh. No. Ner- Nerf, Ken. So many good ones. Yep. I get uh, it, man. Nerf, Ken, Turtles. Well, we're only putting in three. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Usually three or four, four get in. Turtles, baseball cards. And I think in old, probably one of the old-timey ones gets in. Connect Four, Battleship, or Bingo. Which one? Pick one. I'm going to say, oh, man, I'm going to say Bingo. Hmm. Yep, I'm with you. Just I think because it's in. like such a universal thing that people play into adulthood. I mean, once gambling got involved. And, yeah. they, and they typically do. They, it's getting in. They typically do like a heritage one and then one that's. A little bit left to center, Well, last right? year, yeah. Last year was Light Bright, Master of the Universe, and The Top. Oh, so something from the 80s. See? Okay. They're going to spread it around. Well, They're not going to do all 80s toys. There's no way. They do like yeah. a classic, a game, and then something else. Okay, so if that's the case, then I want Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I don't think if they just put in Master of the Universe, same era. I think with the movie just came out. I don't know. Uh, I don't think that Barbie plays Barbie just into came it. out, too, though. I don't that's think it plays Ken into and- it. So I'm going Nerf Toys, Little Tykes, the, the Cozy Coop. And I gotta, man, I gotta say, well, I don't know if bingo. Do kids really play bingo as much as old people do? Well, I, yeah, I know what you're saying, Darn but it. I mean, that threw me up. But it's, but, but it's, God, a, pick one. Okay, it's I'll say, um, I guess, uh, this is a big deal. This is a huge deal. I'm gonna say choose your own adventure. Let's go for a book. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. Oh, Gosh, I kind of hey, forgot that horse. was even on the list. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll all find out together on uh, November 9th. November 9th. And whoever. (laughs) Closest. Do we get a prize if we get all of them right? I think we should. We should get that pizza shooter from the Teenage Mutant Ninja. You get one of every toy. You you get a cozy coop. Yeah, we'll get you you COVID. (laughs) (laughs) I want a Power Wheels finally. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We'll get you that Power Wheels, pal. 
All right, Team Riz member of the day is brought to you by Hot Shot Sports Bar and Grill, proud sponsor, Team Riz. Visit hotshotsnet.com slash Team Riz from St. Louis. Steve Stenshorn is yes, our yeah. Team Riz member of the day. Oh, you know what you get if you win? You get some shrinky dinks. Oh, oh dude, you call no. them in. Already baked. Magic. Big like magic. Oh, already baked shrinky dinks? Already baked shrinky dinks. Here you go. Yeah, that's a bummer. Cool. Uh, Steve has been an avid Riz show supporter and enthusiast over the last eight years, listens to the show on the daily. Several of his family members have also joined Steve as Riz Vangelists over the years, and he's attended uh, many events, including my birthday bash back in August. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Steve appreciates the games that consistently make him laugh out loud, all the thought-provoking conversations that occur regularly on the show as well. Well, thank you, Steve. Steve Stenshorn from St. Louis is our Teamers member of the day. Get super sweet Teamers member of the day soccer jersey. Get yourself signed up, 1057thepoint.com slash Teamers. All right, we're going to take our first break of the morning. We'll come back, and then we got the Craigslist Freak of the Year playoffs. It's the last round one matchup. Next week, we move into round number two. Yes. So today, we have the number five seed up against the 12 seed, up against the 21 seed, up against the 28 seed. Two ads move on to the next round, all based on your votes. Learn looking over the nominees as we speak. Yep. Best of the best. Uh, I forgot about some of these, and one of them is going to make you giggle. It is so good. Okay. Free of the year playoffs next. Riz here for my friends at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, and it's hard to believe how fast summer's flying by. Kids are going to be back in school before you know it, and as you get ready to take any end of summer road trips, and before you find yourself back on the road Monday through Friday driving the kids to and from school, back and forth to work, be sure to let the good folks at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers service your family vehicles and get them ready for fall weather driving. No matter what you drive, including your car, your light truck, SUV, van, hybrid, or EV, since 1976, Dobbs has grown to be the area's largest retailer of quality tires and expert auto service. And now with 43 locations, including St. Louis, St. Charles, Southern Illinois, Cape Girardeau, and Columbia, Illinois, Dobbs is hands down the most convenient place to find the lowest prices on the best tire brands and expert automotive service, including routine preventative and complex diagnostic and engine repairs. Remember at Dobbs, you're in, up, fixed, and out same day. Check out their August deals at go2dobbs.com and save today. Dobbs, the real deal for real deals since 1976. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's been uh, it's been nice the past couple of days. Uh, anybody spend time outside yesterday? Okay, out on the deck yesterday. Okay. Oh, you don't have a deck. Your neighbor's got a deck, and you got deck envy, or the deck you have is in disrepair. God forbid you walk barefoot out there. Uh, you're gonna get a splinter. I know when we moved into our house, uh, the deck was it was in disrepair, and the Colchesterville fence deck we did a uh, complete teardown. And then we rebuilt a new deck, including underdecking. Chesterfield Fence Deck been in business for 56 years. St. Louis's top name in home improvement, quality, and professionalism. That's what they put first in every single thing they do. Offering those fences and those decks and screen rooms, uh, patios, retaining walls, and windows. All the products guaranteed by a five-year labor warranty. 
If you mention the Red Star this month, you'll get 20% off your next installed outdoor project. Chesterfield Fence Deck online at chesterfieldfence.com. After all, who doesn't want a bigger deck? Ah, nice weather yesterday. Spending time out on the deck. My deck courtesy of Chesterfield Fence Deck. When we bought our house back in 2018, yeah, I think 2018, the, the, the deck was in, in disrepair. And we're trying to put band-aids on it. Like the railings were loose. We have to tell people, please, for your for your health and safety, don't lean against the rail because you could plummet to your death. Uh, so we, we eventually had to do it. We had to, we had to bite the bullet. We had to call on Chesterfield Fence Deck, and they did a tear down of the old deck and put up a gorgeous new deck. They used their own crews. They used their own tools. Um, we did the underdecking. We did the, uh, the concrete patio. They did it all. Everything was in-house over there, and we couldn't be happier. Chesterfield Fence Deck. In business for 56 years. Fences, decks, sunrooms, screen rooms, patios, retaining walls, windows. They're a company you could trust with your biggest investment in your home. Locally owned and operated. All the products are guaranteed by a five-year labor warranty. When you mention the Riz Show, you'll get 20% off your next outdoor project. It's Chesterfield Fence and Deck. They're online at chesterfieldfence.com. Chesterfield Fence and Deck, after all, who doesn't want a bigger deck? Hey, what's going on? This is Adam Sandler, and uh, I want to give a shout-out to uh, my Jew friend, uh, Rizzuto. You're listening to The Rizzuto Show, and uh, and, and uh, happy Hanukkah there, Riz. Shibby-doo. Hee-hoo! All right, welcome back to the program. Phone number 314-624-3833 or 618-398-3833. The Mick Ultra Studio Cams, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. The socials at R-I-Z-Z. Show your emails, rizshow at 1057thepoint.com. Send us your instant feedback through the 1057 The Point mobile app. Craigslist Freak of the Week playoffs in just a moment here. Our final round one matchup. Also, comedian Mark Marin's going to be here. That's a big deal. Uh, I said come between 8.30 and 9. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's going to happen. Scott, I, I, I told them to call you when, okay. when they're on their way. Does he have my new number? They, yes. They, I we haven't talked in a while. Give him all your numbers. He's at Helium Comedy Club tonight, tomorrow, and on Saturday. You know, looking over the Freak of the Year finalists, looking at everybody in the tournament this year, uh-huh. were there any ads with somebody selling something? I don't remember. I don't think any, like, used panties for sale ads made it. Does anyone remember? I don't know, man. It makes up all the years. No, actually, no. Maybe not buyers? for sale. We had the one, the G-string and the pasta box. <laughs> yeah. But that was dinner. That was oh, that wasn't for yeah. sale. That oh, was yeah. just uh, usually, uh, you know, at least one of the finalists is selling something or looking to buy something. Yeah, not this year, which was uh, yeah surprising, mm. surprising. But think back. What's the weirdest way you've ever made some cash? I once sold a leather jacket to a dry cleaning man. Of mine. Like you took it in to be dry clean and they said, whoa, let me buy this. No, this is a person who worked with us, um, who did our dry cleaning. And somehow I was selling, I had like a Harley Davidson, like really nice leather jacket that I just either grew out of or I didn't like how I looked in it anymore. And I paid a good chunk of change for it. And somehow this guy found out that I was like wanting to sell it. And he goes, I'll buy it for me for $200. Oh, okay. And I said, sold. Sold. 
And so I don't know where it is. It might be enshrined at his house or his wife might be where. I don't know. I don't know what happened to it. But that was that comes to mind. I think we saw that on Craigslist, didn't we? Listen, maybe you were in college or even just last week. What's the weirdest or dumbest way you've ever earned some cash? Um, the first thing that pops up in my mind is uh, there was a number of years there where I didn't curse at all, and my band had never heard me curse. And the goal, this is before I was in Goldfinger, but the Goldfinger guys thought that was like exceptionally weird as well. And we were in Canada. So when you're in Canada, especially for the first time, a lot of people like don't consider the money very real. And if you've seen the money, it's kind of got that like waxy thing, and it's blue, and there's different colors, and there's windows in it. Why wouldn't they consider it real? It's called so a loony. Or I'm just a saying, like you know, people like psychologically, they were kind of willing to throw more cash at things. And they said, uh, the, I think the Goldfinger guys were like, man, I dare you to just say this and say this and say this, like super vulgar stuff, you know. And I Did was you like, say the nope. c word. Well, I didn't say anything yet. I was like, I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And they're like. 50 bucks, 50 Canadian bucks. And I was like, oh, I don't know. It's going to take more than that. And I just let the number. And then, like, it became like a dressing room thing. And all these people started throwing money in. And I think it got up to about 350 bucks or something like that. It got up to a decent number of Canadian dollars. Hmm. And I just say, give me the blah, 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 blah. And I just, like, spouted off as many things as I could. And I took the money. And everybody's like, ah. The whole room went, ah. Made my Canadian dollars. I'm looking for somebody who sold clean urine to a coworker so they could pass a drug test. Oh, Anybody here? Oh. I know somebody okay. who probably bought that. Well, can I piggyback <laughs> on Moon real quick? We were in Australia and another tour one, but there was this, uh, we were getting catering and there was these two older ladies that were <coughs> divvying up the food for everybody that would come through the line there. And uh, they raised about the same amount of money or maybe a little more for me to go up and just tell her how absolutely amazing the meal was. It was the greatest food I've ever had. And then lean in slowly and kiss her on the lips. Yeah. And so I did everything, and I went in and kissed her, and she turned at the last second. So I only got, like, half the lips, and so they only paid me half the money. Uh, mm, yeah, yeah. I'm like, is. man. Did that handle your lawyer's fees? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, was very, she was actually really, really nice oh, to me the rest of the day. God. <laughs> Get that guy's lips off of me. I know. My, my son told me there's a kid at school who's selling, um, I guess there's the Gatorade, is the like, uh, Gatorade powder. Okay. Yeah. Like he sells oh, it to kids yeah. for like a dollar. No. Way. What's he gonna do when he's older? <laughs> yeah. Here's a bag he's of white like stuff. He's like a Gatorade like yeah. drug dealer. Sales it's guy. like a white powder. Uh, entrepreneur. He got the little There's baggies. always one kid who's like got some kind of little like mini going. drug business. Like the first. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know the kid that's gonna grow up to be the drug dealer because he's like dipping his toe in it. Is he selling it in a balloon or? How they, to... they always sell gum Keys first. You know, like gum, and then it's Gatorade, yeah. and then it's oh yeah, weed, man. Yeah, laffy taffy through. I went through a pretty lengthy plasma donation phase when we had for like beer money in college where all me and all my roommates were like on a schedule. Yeah. Going to the plasma donation center for like 40, you'd be like 40 bucks and then you'd go back and you'd only get 20 the second time because you're like, your plasma wasn't you're depleted. as good. You're depleted. Then like the next time it would be 40 again. And no then it'd way. Be, they pay you depending on like what your body gives? Depends on like wow. what you, Whoa. it had to do your with platelet timing. counts. It was like platelet counts. And How like, long did that take? <laughs> we would just go spend, we'd literally get $40 and then we'd be like, all right, let's get a keg. And then we'd yeah. get, we'd throw a party on our plasma. So but we're literally selling our blood. For, for booze, for Natty Light. <laughs> this wow. is not a sustainable lifestyle, yeah, boys. Pretty smart. I told you about my buddy who put himself through college or helped put himself through college with uh, doing sperm sp- donations. Sperm, sperm donations, and they uh, there was a clerical error with some of the stuff. You're only supposed to be able to um, do it a know, certain amount of times. Fa- yeah, father a certain amount of uh, kids, 
and it turned out like there was a clerical error, and I think it's supposed to be like four or five or something like that. But they kept coming back for his uh, his stuff and not reporting that they had positive pregnancies, and he's the father of like twenty five something children now. Dang. Yeah. I also had Pretty I won wild. money on in the army on the gun line. So when, at night we'd pull the big one five five howitzer cannons in, and then we'd sit there all night, and everybody be playing cards and be bored. And pe- we had like the the whole gun lines like spread out, so you had like the little radios where you could radio each other, mm-hmm. and they would bet me. Someone would be like eighties and eighties sitcom theme songs or nineties or cartoon theme songs. They'd call it in, and if I couldn't do it, I owed them five bucks. But if I could do it, they owed me five. That's just a way to pass the time. I cleaned up. Well, here's some ones from the internet, some weird ways to make cash. Uh, someone let a guy from Craigslist shave their head and film it for 600 bucks. Hmm. Not sure if it was a man or woman. Uh, somebody says, I once got paid 100 bucks to spit a, sh- a shot of whiskey into a guy's mouth. I'm assuming that woman was a woman. Hmm. Uh, played a free mobile app game for a year to level up, then sold the account for 350 bucks. Wow. <laughs> a guy stole his dad's Playboy magazines in middle school and sold them to other kids for 10 bucks each. Said it made around a thousand bucks. Someone got hit by a car when they were twelve. Took a twenty dollar bribe from the driver to not tell anyone, and immediately bought candy. Their friend who was there also got twenty bucks. <laughs> uh, as a ten year old kid, somebody's neighbor paid them to come over and read books to their parent because he was depressed. Someone claimed that when Samsung's exploding batteries got recalled, uh, they bought one hundred twenty of them from people on Craigslist, sold them back to Samsung, and made fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> What? That's wow. A cool idea. And then, uh, quote, a guy on the street asked to see my feet. Have you guys ever had uh, female listeners or male listeners ever want things from you guys for money? Yeah. Uh, cool, man. Uh, yeah. No, now I feel bad. I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe this will make you feel better. Just you a, have as well, I'm assuming? I have. That's just a self-esteem Didn't shot right hey, there. You guys want me to do something for you for money? Put it in the chat. <laughs> All right. Yeah, what do you want from Yeah, Riz? throw me in there, too. I, I just got a self-esteem Yeah, right me there. too. What do you want from Riz? You I want his... Uh, what do you want me to lick? I was the- offered three fifty for feet picks two weeks ago. I had a guy email me... From a fan? Two different times. I presume. On what? This was on Instagram, I believe. Can I see the message? Sure, man. Oh, I want to see. I want to see how it was put. I, I want to read the person's I handle. Re- on I know. I want to see how they they approach that. Hey, right. man, really love your music. You're hilarious on the Riz show. Didn't Let me see them feet. Let me see them feet. Didn't say anything like that. What it did just, you have learned? It just said, "Hey, uh, I'll pose this question again because it was a repeat offer. Uh, Three hundred fifty bucks for feet picks. That was it. I had a guy. I'm assuming he was a man. Uh, Email me and wanted five hundred dollars for a pair of panties, and I, I told my, I said to my husband, I go, should we do this? But he was like, no, <laughs> like, no, yeah. no, no. do. Here's the thing, yeah. Tim should wear them around all day, and then we oh. give the panties, send them. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But see, I didn't want that out there. I didn't want like the idea of like these are learned. Like I, you know, the movie. Uh, with Michael Hall, see Michael C. Hall, where he's got the the panties up. I think it's a 16, Michael Anthony Hall. Michael Anthony Hall. Um, oh, he has Molly Ringwald's 16 panties. Candles. Sixteen candles. That's when I like pictured this guy like being like, "These are her panties," and I just didn't want him to have that. Say control. this is our secret. No. All right, but the real secret is that Tim was wearing them. Tim was wearing them. <laughs> All right, time for the Craigslist Freak of the Year playoffs. It's a round one matchup. Our final round one matchup. So four past champions, they're going at it. Uh, Learn's going to read the ads. You guys will <laughs> vote for your favorite ad via Twitter. 
at R-I-Z-Z Show, and the top two vote-getters will move on to the next round, round number two, which begins next week of our Freak of the Year playoffs. All right, let's get into it. Uh, ad number one, learn coming at you. Tongue bath, man for woman, 31 years old, Vancouver. I'm ready to lick you from bottom to top. I'll start with your heels and run my wet tongue up the bottom of your foot and slide it in between each and every one of your toes. Please have on new white socks when you arrive. I love the little lint balls you <laughs> might find. From there, I'll go, I'll go over the tops of your feet and then run, run my tongue around your ankles. I will be licking clockwise around and up your legs. I'll lick each leg individually and work my way up to your promised land. I won't spend too much time there. <laughs> Not my favorite place to be after a couple of bad experiences. Wink, wink. I'll continue my journey up to your waist and then up to your chest. I'll take my time up there. Your neck is next, followed by your face. I'm going to lick the hell out of your face. I can't wait. I'll end at your forehead. I should be totally satisfied at this point. Thank you for playing. Please no scented soaps for three days beforehand. Ben. All right. That was our winner with 63.8% of the vote back on January the 19th. The number 12 seed, Licky Glazer. <laughs> Licky Glazer. So this is somebody who is literally going to lick you. From your from toes? To heel to toe. To toe. Yeah. Uh, so, from, I'm sorry, from heel to forehead. Yes. Hmm. And he's not going to spend too much time on your crotch. And that's... <laughs> I'll lick each leg individually, work my way up to your promised land. I'm not going to spend too much time there. No. Not my favorite place to be after a couple bad experiences. What happened, Ben? What could have happened, Ben? <laughs> hmm. No scented soaps for three days beforehand. Yikes. Mm. Very specific. And why? Why not? It's that true flavor. Maybe he's got some kind of allergy. <laughs> or maybe there's chemicals in those he doesn't want. Maybe. That's right. Okay. I'm not going to question. No. He's probably healthy. Guy knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a Licky Glazer, our number 12 seed. <laughs> that's a good name. And our, our first freak of the week for the playoffs. All right, uh, on to ad number two, our number 21 seed. Learn coming at you. Napper on my porch, man for man, 44 years old, Vancouver. I heard a late night kick on my doors and went to look, and there you were, passed out drunk. I went out to investigate, and it was like God pulled your mouth open like a Pez dispenser and filled you with Long Island iced teas and tequila shots and then dropped you on my porch. I really wanted to talk to you, but you seemed shy. Shy or stuck up, not sure, which, since you didn't even react when I pulled your hair or poked you with my <clears throat> barbecue prod. <laughs> if you happen to see this and remember passing out, cold on my porch last night, please feel free to message me if you felt something too. Just tell me what your ankles smell like now. I spent an hour rubbing coconut oil on your hairless, yellow, lower calves and ankle. Oh, dang. I just gave it away. Anyways, describe what you were wearing and then I'll know it was you. Okay. Hmm. Took a turn for the real creepy at the end there. Wow. So that's our number 21 seed. Uh, winter back on January the 12th. So it was a week before Licky Glazer. This is Stoop Dog. <laughs> uh, you were passed out, uh, drunk on my stoop. Uh, stoop Dog. Uh, went out to investigate. It was like God pulled your mouth open like a Pez dispenser and filled you with Long Island iced teas and tequila shots. <laughs> wow. And then you massaged uh, the poster, massaged their calves with, with coconut. coconut oil. Yeah. 
Nice, but no thanks. Hairless, <laughs> yellow, lower calves and ankle. Okay. That's a Stoop Dog, our second ad in this week's Craigslist Freak of the Year round one matchup. Uh, on to ad number three. This is the number five seed, our highest seed of the week. Learn coming at you. Cake farts. Man for woman, 28 years old, Seoul, South Korea. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite cake topping? Hee <laughs> hee. I'll tell you mine. Big ripping farts. I want a playful pooter to spend the evening with me, giving me my favorite sweet treat. Chainsaw farts on moist, spongy cakes. I will have many types of cakes ready to receive your essence. Want a cool sensation? Get naked from the waist down, spread your cheeks, and plop down on an ice cream cake. Ice cream, you scream. We all scream for ice cream. Teehee. <laughs> I'm reading what's here. I literally can't get enough. Watching that icing bubble with the shockwave of your flatulence sends shivers down my spine and makes the hairs on my body and other things stand on end. I will Joe while I watch you unload a long, loud, stinky one right on top of the ah. like a cherry just for me. <laughs> After you beef all over my little handheld treat, I will gobble it up while it's fresh and get that fart into my belly. Once I <laughs> once I hit my finish line, you can do whatever you want to me. Cover me in cake and icing and turn me inside out. I would like to videotape oh, all of our play if you're cool with it. I won't show your face, only your noisy little ass. P.S. Oh my gosh. I don't expect you to do all the work. I will prepare a meal that will make you very gassy so you can bake me up some fresh hair oh biscuits. <laughs> cauliflower, <laughs> cauliflower, cabbage, beans, onions, chocolate milk, anything else you request will stir up the insides. American living in Seoul, hoping to find another American out there. I mean, what else is there to say about Writing this? novels about cake farts. I was just talking to a friend of mine who bakes cakes, and I said something about <laughs> the process not being sexy, and she thought I was talking about, like, should she be baking in a bra and filming it? Uh, and, I, and I was like, no, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying, like, is the baking process sexy to film? You know, like, is it, you should do, like, a behind-the-scenes kind of thing. Like a hands, like a hands thing, maybe? And, yeah, you do something like that. And, and this is, now, of course, this comes up the day after we have this conversation. Cake farting. Cake Winner farts. back Gosh, on man. July the 6th. Hooter McGavin. Yeah. I remember that one. Do you, do, you remember, do you remember when we first heard about cake farting, like being a thing? Do you, oh, yeah. Have oh, yeah. you seen that? There was a website. Oh, yeah. It was this Years ad. Ago. I was very confused, and you guys were like, oh, yes, oh, there's yeah. a thing. Oh, this has been going I've learned on so much going since on for many years. <laughs> Wild, dude. Wild. I don't know, I don't know if genre. it's a website anymore. Oh, man. They used to be cakefarts.com. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I bought the... When it came open, I bought the web address. <laughs> I want to keep it going. Hang on, let's see, let's see. That's where you can buy tickets to your upcoming uh, That's right. show. I, I know I know the person who actually showed it to me for the first time. The man working down the hallway, Chris Frank. Really? Yeah. Chris Frank. Wow. Man. Cakefarts.com. Oh. Aww. I mean, it's... Birthday cakes. Somebody's, somebody's on it. Somebody's sitting on somebody's it. Somebody's squatting on it. Flop <laughs> <laughs> down. I just... Wow. Uh, man... But if you remember cakefarts.com, it was a pleasant-looking woman, and that was what she did. Yeah. She would just it, fart on cakes. Now it links to an Amazon store, of all things. Ah. Mm. I want to get myself a cake, cakefarts.com shirt. Maybe there's women maybe, selling maybe cakes. Yeah, maybe it's a .org. That they toot on? <laughs> maybe I just, .gov. Uh, hmm. I hadn't heard you read it. Oh. I think uh, you weren't here, maybe. 
Oh, no, she was, no, here. was here. You were here? She was here. Maybe you did read it. Before. Oh, never mind. That made me laugh so hard. I was joking, I and it's could seems not to be real. stop in picturing every time you said teehee that this person was tee-hee. like darting around their apartment hiding behind furniture. Like they were, <laughs> it was just getting an image in my head of like a person being like teehee. That's the original video. Every it's time real. they said something, they were right. in a different corner of the room. Like, how'd you get over there? It there says, it, is, learn. it says cake farts are back, and it's not, I'm not kidding, it's cakefarts.org. Well, you just hit play just for S's and G's. Yeah. There is a nice-looking chocolate cake in the middle of the table. Nice-looking cake. Yeah, yeah. Nice-looking Venetian blinds. They got some Tootsie Roll pops in the bag. I don't know if we can put this on YouTube. I want you to see what I'm seeing. Don't point the camera away from there. Circling the cake. Now she's taking a... She's not wearing any pants. Taking a lick of it. And here she is climbing up on the counter. she's not completely nude. She's bottomless. What? Wait, I don't see any... Oh, it's... Oh, yeah, uh, she is bottomless. It's blurry. It's it not a kind of look like. And there She's it is. Putting her hair oh down. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 this is so ridiculous. Oh. There's a wig on her butt and the cake. Teehee. Teehee. Oh! You can't put that in. Oh, my God. Oh my god. What gosh. just happened? That was <laughs> I was not the prepared best thing for that's that. happened to me in a lot I wasn't either. I forgot I mean, that what that was. That was like looking out. right at us. Without the sound on, you don't know what's going on. <laughs> we okay. still got another ad to go. <laughs> well, that's Puna McGavin. Oh uh, my goodness. It was chocolate cake. Right. Right. It was chocolate yeah, cake. Yeah, it was. Cake. Yes, it was. Uh and uh finally uh, the candle. Craig's this freak of the week. Round one. <laughs> Craig's just uh, free the uh, playoffs. Uh, <laughs> and four. God. <laughs> Hot yoga. Man for woman. 26 years old. New Brunswick. I'm a yoga instructor for a very reputable gym. I decided to branch out this year and create a side hustle to help raise money so I could open my own place. I will offer free classes for anyone that will show up. At this time, I'm only offering this incredible deal for ladies only since my class is one of tantric yogas. Time to be enlightened and reach a peace that you've never had. As my company gets bigger, I'll need instructors, so there's plenty of growth opportunity. Please don't be camera shy because there will be a crew that will be shooting promotional videos and take a few pro photos as well. I need to keep this private, so you must sign a non-disclosure. Need to keep this on the hush, hush. This is not sexual. I'm a professional instructor with almost a full year under my belt. I look... <laughs> I look... All the... <laughs> Whole year. <laughs> That's a good history. <laughs> I look forward to helping you reach your full potential. You must be okay with full nudity and very vocal when you finally cross that finish line. You've got to sell it. Also, must be between the ages of 18 and 22. Send pics as well to help make sure that you're in great yoga shape. All right, this is our number 28 seed. This was, a, uh, I believe, an ad that was brought back into the competition due to the score from the week it was in. Uh, this is an ad from January the 12th, Quentin Tantrictino. Mm. <laughs> Quentin Tantrictino. Oh, this awesome. sounds like a creepster who is looking to take naked pictures of women. No, it sounds like a real business. Pictures and, yeah, pictures and, and videos of... <laughs> Hot yoga chairs. You can't just call yourself a professional hot yoga instructor after just a year of maybe doing this. What? Uh, offering this incredible deal for ladies only since my class is one-on-one tantric yoga. What the hell is that? 
I've never heard of tantric yoga, by the way. <laughs> I don't think that exists. <laughs> This is every open micer giving you a note when you come off stage at a at a comedy thing. Mm. He's the guy. I'm like, hey, I got an idea. Like the joke you're working on. What if you farted in it? And I'm like, thank you. Yeah. How long have you been doing comedy? Uh, three or four times now. Figured yeah, I'd yeah. give you a note. Mm. Uh-huh. Uh That's this guy. Only it's way more nefarious. I'm a professional instructor with almost a full year under my belt. Well, there you go. Looking forward to helping you reach your full potential. Quentin Tantrictino, our number 28 seed and our fourth and final ad of the week. Here you go. So, time for our endorsements. You've got ad number one, Licky Glazer. Yeah, this is somebody who wants to give you a tongue bath, wants you to wear new white socks when you arrive and is uh, likes the little lint balls that they might find and they're going to lick you from heel to forehead. Yuck. Uh, then you've got uh, Stoop Dog. This is a dude that has a house. You passed out on his uh, on his porch, and he pulled your hair, poked you with a barbecue prod, and then rubbed coconut oil all over your legs and wants to know what your ankles smell like now. Yep. <laughs> okay, then you're hearing from, uh, I don't think we need to go into cake farts again, Pooter McGavin and, uh, <laughs> and Quentin Tantrictino. Learn. Oh, yeah. Only I... one moves on. Only one? Well, I, I mean... In my brain? In your brain. A two move on based on your votes, which voting is now open at R-I-Z-Z show on Twitter, but you only get to endorse one. It's toss-up between Licky Glazer and Pooter McGavin, but I'm going Pooter McGavin because the visual that I saw for the very first time. Of what cake farts are all about? Yes. Okay, put learn down for Pooter. Rafe. (laughs) Oh, I'll second that. Okay. Not even close in my book. Just hearing her read it made me laugh, and then the video sealed the deal. Scott? Yeah, pooting me down. Pooter. Pooter. <laughs> I think this is an insanely close week. I yeah, think I do too. Glazer. It should be. Okay, Licky Glazer is, is up there. But, but Napper, man. But I think number it's a close two, battle for second. Napper should be. Number two is needs to be considered. Like, th- this guy, this guy pulled somebody's hair. They're, they're passed out on their porch. Right. Pulled somebody's hair, poked them in the barbecue prod, then massaged them. <laughs> Did it for an hour with coconut oil, your sure. hairless, yellow, lower calves and ankles, and now wants a follow-up and wants to know what your ankles smell like. Yeah. Right. But and that was a it's, I'm that was just, a crime of opportunity. Opportunity outside. <laughs> it wasn't even inside. Like this is Everybody the, else on the list was they've actively put some thought into this. I mean, licking somebody from their heels. Yeah. It's a little. To I mean, forehead. it's a little Bill Cosby for me. Like, a, like there's something. Wrong. Crimes were committed on that stoop. It looks like you know what I'm well, saying. Like, I mean, you're on their property. I guess there's crimes everywhere. I mean, who would say no and, to a calf massage? Um, yeah, I'm, but somebody I'm, who can't say no because they're passed out drunk. With coconut oil. Mm, somebody who grossly misunderstood stand your ground laws. <laughs> right. I think there's yeah, a, they, yeah. He's on my property, so I rubbed him down with coconut oil and poked him with a stick. <laughs> like the law says I can. A high probability for intense freak for number two. I, 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 oh man, go, man, go with your heart, man, if that's what you're feeling. I don't know. I'll, I'll say I'll say Licky Glazer. Oh, Licky Glazer. I think I'm going to go with Licky Glazer. The, the limp ball thing, that's got to be something that's... that's it I takes think that'll be your second. I, th- I think Cake Farts is going to go through. Uh, Cake Farts has a potential to go far. Uh, but I'm Lucky Glazer is for me disgusting. Yeah. So well, so is cake farts. I'm sure. I'm sure Nikki's uh, going to be thrilled if this if this moves. Let me ask on. you this. <laughs> Let me just put this out there. You had to respond and go through with one of these ads. Would you rather 
be licked? Or would you rather have to perform in the cake farts video? Now, perform in the cake farts video or consume the farted on cake? Oh. Well, I think I think it's all inclusive. I think it's he an all inclusive the package. poster. He's talking about ads or ads. The poster is the one that is consuming the cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I were to answer the ad, uh, I would rather fart on the cake for sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then have somebody lick me from my heels to my forehead. Yeah. 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 Me too. Me too. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a long time yeah. of shivers. I don't like mm. that. I don't mm. like that at all. Ugh. I, ugh. Well, what if they're beautiful? Time out. Is this is this a guy? Is this? It's a, a guy looking for a woman. Okay. Well. Who's your Man favorite actor? Woman. What if it's Tom Cruise? Matthew McConaughey. Well, yeah. What, what about Harrison Ford? <laughs> All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Harrison Ford. <laughs> or Clint Eastwood. Someone cool. Yeah. Yeah. Clint what? Eastwood's got old man tongue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he has like no lips either, man. So his tongue's like coming out. Clint Eastwood's tongue's coming out like a lizard, like no lips. Like, <laughs> yeah, feels like a cat. I know now. what you're thinking, punk. Don't bring cats into this. Uh, yeah, leave the cats out of this. You know the cat bring tongue. anybody's cat into this. All right, there you go. There are your four ads. Vote. Via Twitter at RIZZ Show. We'll have the two winners tomorrow when we sign on. The Rizzuto Show, traffic and weather. All right, quick break. We'll come back, learn, hash crap on celebrities. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to The Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz. All right, welcome back to the program. Mark Barron's coming in. He'll be here uh, soon. That's cool. Wow. I told him between 8.30 and 9 o'clock. Well, I didn't tell him. I told us. His people. His peoples. Uh, he's got peoples. I believe it. He's got peoples. Remember, he was in uh, uh, The Joker. Mm-hmm. Yep. He acted with Bobby De Niro. Mm. He's in Almost Famous. Was he in Almost Famous? He, that's the lock the gates. Lock the gate. Oh, Whenever that's they're right. playing with uh, Stillwater's. That's game. right. Well, that's at the beginning of his podcast. He was too. angry. I didn't know where that clip came from. Damn it. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. He's everywhere. He is everywhere. So Mark Maron's going to be here soon. Uh, Crab on celebrities here in just a moment. Back in the day, September fourteenth, two hundred nine years ago, eighteen fourteen, Francis Scott Key wrote the words to the Star Spangled Banner. 122 years ago, 1901, President McKinley dies from gunshot wounds he'd gotten eight days earlier when somebody shot him during a public appearance in New York. Third president to be assassinated in office. Who took over when he died? Anybody? 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 That's right. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Yes. Teddy Roosevelt? Yep. That's right. 68 years ago, 1955, Lil Richard recorded Tutti Frutti. The lyric Tutti Frutti O Rudy was originally Tutti Frutti Good Booty, which was considered way too scandalous. Then you had Tutti Frutti on a cakey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the updated version. 45 years ago, 1978, Mork and Mindy, starring Robin Williams, debuts on ABC. 39 years ago, 1984, MTV's Video Music Awards, held for the first time. 38 years ago, 1985, The Golden Girls debuts on NBC. 25 years ago, 1998, MTV debuts Total Request Live. The countdown of the top 10 fan-requested music videos hosted by Carson Daly. Mm. 21 years ago, 2002, Gwen Stefani marries Gavin Rosdale. Their marriage is still going strong. 
God, that was the best. You want to talk about a power couple of the 90s. Gwen and Gavin were it. And I loved when they got married. Her dress was, she had pink, this beautiful dress that had like pink underneath it. Cool as hell. And then when they got divorced, my heart broke in a million pieces. Oh, you took it hard, huh? I did. I got to talk to Gavin Rossdale at a meet and greet for the point at Pops like months before they announced their divorce. And I just remember talking to him and saying like, dude, I love your whole family. Like, I know that's weird. And so little did I know that things were already oh, in yeah. motion Man. that they were going to be breaking up. But he he couldn't have been sweeter to talk to. And you just, didn't pick up any of the signs in I, the three seconds you yeah, talked to him? No. <laughs> I love both of them still and... Whatever, man. Broke my heart. And uh, 14 years ago today in 2009, the great Patrick Swayze dies of pancreatic cancer. He was 57 years old. Rafe saluting mm. Patrick Swayze. You better. We should have all stood up and saluted. Yeah. Oh. Swayze. Patrick Swayze, we Swayze salute, salute. We salute you. I went to the place where they filmed Dirty Dancing. Oh, you guys have seen that movie, I assume, right? Oh, yeah. Was it upstate New York? No, it was uh, I believe somewhere in Virginia. Oh. There's a little, there's, I don't have to look up the actual town, but you can go visit the place where Baby and her family come and she meets. Uh, the bungalow guys. colony. Yeah. It's, it's a real place. My I mom think it's and I supposed to there. take place in upstate New York, isn't it? I don't remember. The Catskills? Yeah, the Catskills. But uh, cool spot. And they have an entire shrine dedicated to Patrick Swayze oh. there. And you get to sign this book. And my mom and I signed it. And she's like, I grew up watching Dirty Dancing with my kids. And, you know, long live Patrick Swayze. My wife would talk about how when she was a kid, uh, they're, they're, Summer vacations were at places like that, like the the, the bungalow colonies up in upstate New York. Um, not like that, you know. There was no time in my life stuff, but uh, I don't think I've seen the whole movie. Oh, I really? really? Don't. No, you know, uh, I watched. Uh, what was it? It's not how it's made, but it was one of those like behind movies the that things. made us. Movies that made us. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, that was it? It. And and it, it, I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is interesting. I really want to watch that. And then I never did. Well, there'd be like the cabins, and then you go to the mess hall, and there'd be kind of group activities. Maybe you'd play bingo on yeah. like a Tuesday night. Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia is where it that lodge is. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you can stay there, and they don't have air conditioning. Ow. Oh, it's Ow. real dirty, Dan. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> dirty and sweaty. He had a good run, man. Swayze, Swayze had a good run. Yeah, yeah she made amazing stuff. What's his best movie? <sighs> I mean, Roadhouse is yeah. pretty good, dude. Point Break. Point Break. Is Point my Break favorite. is pretty good. Red Dawn. Red Dawn, Red Dawn is, my is pretty one. dang Too good. Wong Fu. Are you kidding me? Did you guys ever see Too well, Wong Fu? To a lesser uh, degree. Too Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie, Julie Newmar. Yes. Before it's time. Hey. That movie still holds. It was Patrick Swayze, John Leguizamo, and who Wesley was Snipes. Wesley Snipes. The dude, snipers. Those three as drag queens, the best. Like, it was just such a movie before good. it's time. I never I'll saw shout out. Ghost. Ghost was oh, great. Yeah. I never saw the whole thing. Dude, Ghost was shout awesome. out to a B-side movie called Next of Kin. Had Liam Neeson in it, where, like, uh, Swayze was, like, a big city cop, but he grew up in the Blue Ridge Mountains, and someone got killed, and his family and his country folk, like, came to town to get swamp justice. Pretty <laughs> oh, good flick. I remember that. Dude, that movie's that great. awesome. Pretty good What's flick. What's the name of that one? Yeah, Next of Kin, 1989. It's under the radar. I it's not. That. It's not one of his biggies, but it's a pretty good flick. He had a good run, man. He had a good run of some pretty cool movies. Somebody brought up in the chat with him and Chris Farley doing the Chippendales. I mean, that oh, was an epic yeah, moment, too. Yeah. Right, according to IMDb, the 15 greatest films... Ranked worst to best of tra- uh, Patrick Swayze. Movie called Black Dog from 1998. Oh, dude, he was in... Not bad. He was in The Outsiders, for God's sake. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. Little, little Swayze. City of Joy from 1992. I don't know that one. Next of Kin from 89. Yeah. Uncommon Valor from 1984. <sighs> Man, that's a good movie, too, dude. 
He's a, he was a national. That is a, that was a KPLR 11 special. <laughs> Keeping uh, mom. I don't know this one from uh, 2005. I don't know that one. Well, he looks weird in that one. Young Blood from 1986. Oh, oh Jeff loved movie. that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the bridge between rom com and action, right? Kind he, of. Yeah, because yeah, he girls really could do. Really liked him, right? And we didn't mind him being like a sex symbol and an action and an ass, kind of guy, like a total badass, like that. Yeah. Uh, 2003's 11:14. Does anybody know this one? Mm -hmm. One of Swayze's most overlooked films. Is his black comedy that has received excellent reviews. Five completely different storylines involving all sorts of debauchery, including drunk driving, car wrecks, criminal acts, and deceit, play out separately until they converge and link together. That's 1114. Hmm. That's his ninth yeah. best movie. Uh, Donnie Darko. Oh, yeah, he plays the. Uh, uh, he was in that. The teacher, right? He's, the creepy teacher. He's like the speaker <clears throat> guy. Yeah. Swayze plays motivational speaker Jim Cunningham. That's right. Who Donnie does not like. And he burns his house down. True. Seventh, Roadhouse. <laughs> Roadhouse. Roadhouse. You know how good of a career you have to have for Roadhouse to be your seventh best movie? Mm. Come on. Let's hear it. The Give Outsiders, me. number six. Yes. Yeah. Red Dawn, number five. What? I love that right. movie, dude. Wolverines. Point well, Break, four. Yeah, I was going to say, Point Break hasn't been mentioned yet. Oh, man. Tu Wong Fu, three. Like it. Like it a Ghost, lot. Ghost, two. Number one. Number one is Dirty what? Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uncommon Valor should have been on that list. Dude, that had Gene Hackman? It is. It is on the list. Oh, I didn't hear it. Uncommon Valor what? was... You, you remarked. Yeah, you did. Number 12, you remarked. Whoa. A decade after the Vietnam War, a retired Marine colonel. He goes, Uncommon Valor, you go, oh, I thought you read that. Line. I thought you read that before the list. <laughs> and held oh, as yeah, a prisoner of war. He goes to rescue his dad, like back to Vietnam. <laughs> what a crazy movie. 1984. I never heard of that one. A lot of action, probably. Do you guys remember when his brother got into the movies? He looked like if you got Patrick Swayze off of Wish.com. <laughs> no. Look up Patrick Swayze's brother, dude. He was in, like, he had some bit parts. Oh, my gosh, dude. His name's Don, and he's got some eyebrows. Oh, Don Swayze. <laughs> Look, that's Man, Don yeah. Swayze. Wow, like, you wanted to bang Patrick Swayze, and you're willing to squint. This is your guy. <laughs> Fine, Don. Dude, he's I awesome. I can't get Patrick. Wow, I'll that. take Don. Wow. What's wow, his top 14 movies? Bro, they, they do looked, look alike. It's really bizarre. And he was in a lot of stuff. He looks think, like a villain version. Yeah, he, he does. does. He does. Just looking at his list right now, he I does. think Beach Babes from Beyond is his number one movie. Look at that. I mean, he was sexy as heck back then. Like, like, like look, at he is the villain version. He's just got slightly different eyes. I don't even think you're settling for Don. You're getting Don. It's because yeah. he's got the dark Fu Manchu, you know? Anybody who's got it's that, the like, just nah, If you go back and look at some of the, well, he was trying, they were trying to make him into Patrick. They had the same haircut. Yeah, look at this. I mean, yeah. they, they, they look like twins here. Kind Don of. Swayze. All right, R.I.P. Patrick. Don on the Sorry we said in, all those things, Don. Back mm -hmm. in 09. Don, you're yeah. a cool guy, man. Come on the show. You're on Matlock? You're definitely a cool guy. Right, that's what happened back in the day. <sighs> the Rizzuto Show. Crap on celebrities. Watch out. It's Swayze wormhole right there. <laughs> Apologizing <laughs> to family members. <laughs> All right, time to find out what's going on in the world of music and entertainment with your crap on celebrities. And it's brought to you by Bright House Plumbing. Call the best. Flush the rest. Brighthouseco.com. 636-600-0188. Mike McCready of Pearl Jam says the band is almost done with their new album. Credits producer Andrew Watt for getting them out of their comfort zone. I can't wait. I can't wait for this. Everything Andrew Watt produces, I like. Yeah, he's great. He's been working with Ozzy, Glenn Hughes. I mean, just everybody. So can't wait for this. So that's who's producing the new Pearl Jam record? That's right. McCready also revealed that he's... What? <laughs> he's working on his own <laughs> <Andrew>. project. 
<laughs> Wait, Andrew. What? Ah. Thank you, Laura. McCready also says he's working on his own uh, side project, a rock opera inspired in part by Chris Cornell. He says, I love Chris, and I'm working on a little project about the Seattle scene and the musical kind of rock opera thing. It's just from my experience in the Seattle music scene, and he's a huge part of it. So I look forward to that. Uh, Atlantic Records is celebrating 75 years with an extensive year-long vinyl series featuring 90 releases spanning the history of the company. So if you're a fan of NXS, Led Zeppelin, cool, Genesis. Cool, on vinyl? On vinyl. Oh, awesome. You're not excited at all. No. I still have to get you my record <laughs> player that you can just play around with. Olivia Rodrigo, who we talked about yesterday, has a limited number of $20 tickets for her Guts World Tour to make it more affordable for fans. We found out yesterday that uh, she's going to be coming through St. Louis next year, March 12th at Enterprise Center. Tickets go on sale next week. And so if you want $20 tickets, there will be a deal. Olivia Rodrigo. She's the one uh, sings Vampire that you probably saw on the Okay, that's one that opened up. VMAs after yeah. Lil Wayne. He's okay. good, man. Rick and Morty creator Justin Roiland, Roy, Roiland? Roiland. Ro- Roiland is now being <clears throat> accused of coercing young women and teens into sex. NBC is reporting on text messages and via social media DMs uh, that nice. Roiland and various accusers revealing the disturbing content that includes accusations of sexual assault, grooming, and coercion. Roiland has denied the charges through his lawyer, saying the allegations were false and defamatory. Okay, so he's the, the Rick and Morty guy. Yeah. And creator. he's the voice of Rick and Morty. Uh, also, I believe Solar, Solar Opposites. Yep. Uh, Rick and Morty's a great, I mean, a great show. People love it. Yep. Solar Opposites is great, too. So the new season of Rick and Morty, I believe, premieres this month at some point, and they haven't revealed the new voice because once he was accused of the other stuff, they threw him immediately off the show. Right. The show he created and voiced. Uh, and wasn't he recused, I think, of those original charges? I believe so. Like and last these, year. Yeah, and now these new, these new allegations... Yeah, and there's uh, reports of, like, screenshots. Oh, so I tell you what, Rick and Morty is a good show. And this sucks. You know, it's like, I, I'm just, aren't you so sick of things getting ruined? Like, I feel like at, at every turn, like, I used to be, like, the biggest Louis C.K. fan. Huge. Loved him. And I can't, I can't, in myself, I haven't been able to go back and listen to his content. I lo- and I loved him. And I feel like you get this with uh, bands that you love. And it's just, and I get it, like, okay, can you divide the content from the, you know, can you take the human out of it and still enjoy the the content? But sometimes you can't. And it's, and I have so many friends that love Rick and Morty who I know are just so mad about, just don't be creeps. So they've had, Dan Harmon got kind of raked over the coals too, didn't he? With, uh, Dan Harmon was. Like hostile work environment. Was he two and a half men? No. Oh, that's Chuck Lorre. Uh, who's Dan Harmon? Dan Harmon did Community. Right. And I'm pretty sure... Oh, Rick he got Morty. into it with Chevy Chase. Yeah. <sighs> got the, he played Chevy Chase's voicemail at the Christmas party yeah, for Community right. of him, like, losing his mind. That's right. So, I mean, you could separate it for, for some people, I guess, like, yeah. like Michael Jackson. Right. Right. There's some people that can't listen to MJ anymore. They're just like, I can't do it. Or... I mean, and some people can. They could separate the. I, I, he was still. He still made great music, and I understand he was uh, <clears throat> you know, yeah. great, possibly. I think that's. And I'm not saying either's right or wrong. I'm just saying, I. It feels like everything that is good, there's some sort of taint to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, a lot like of a these classic rock artists, movies. these guys did abhorrent things. Back Absolutely. In the 70s. So there's like a human involved, and some were celebrated for it. What do you mean? Well, he's just talking about some of the rock stuff. Like, I mean, some of the stuff is in books and stuff, and, and they're like 
stoked on it. Like it was like part of the rock culture almost, and they're kind of like proud of it and then, until they can't be. And, yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, I'm just sick. Of, I'm just every I'm week. I'm sick I, of it. I'm sick of I'm it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick and tired of it. Get your crap together. Uh, just be cool, everybody. Everybody be cool. Hollywood stars like Natasha Lyonne, David Cross, Bob Odenkirk, all beloved people. They're auctioning themselves out for an eBay fundraiser that's benefiting the healthcare fund for the Writer Strikes crew. Uh, if you want to have dinner, maybe you want to do the crossword puzzle with Natasha Lyonne, these are the types of activities that could be up for auction. You know? Uh, sure. I'm, I'm, $1,000? I, I hope that'll help. Have dinner with Bob Odenkirk? I'd do it. Back yeah. to Rick and Morty for a second. The last episode, the season finale of the last season. Rick gives Morty a lightsaber, a Star Wars lightsaber. Have you seen this? Oh, yeah, I've seen them all. And Morty drops the lightsaber, like, straight down. Yeah. And it goes and through it the entire going. Earth. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're led to believe would happen if you dropped mean, one. I mean, it's stuff like that. You're like, had me dying for a half hour. <laughs> And they had to save it before it got to the before it got to the core of the earth because it'll destroy the earth. <laughs> they could drop it straight down, not on an angle, just straight down. That's a good point. Some nobody ever does. Fortunate person has done that world. before, right? Like, did, did they never drop the lightsabers in Star Wars? They drop them. They usually like go off. Yeah, they turn off. Oh, you either turn off. It's got the same thing in an iPhone. You know, when you drop it, it, hmm. it knows you dropped it. Ooh. Or like one of those big lighters <laughs> that if you're not holding the thing. <laughs> It goes off, but he dropped it straight, like straight down at a, at a, you know, perfect angle. Just went straight down to the earth. You know, the double A's will stay in place. <laughs> so remember the guy that tried to approach Drew Barrymore during a speaking engagement in New York City? How could I forget? It was, he, and then he went to her house in the Hamptons trying to find her. Uh, well, his name is Chad, and now he's over Drew. Now he's stalking Harry Potter star Emma Watson. Mm-hmm. Last Friday, he stormed into her dressing room at the New York Fashion Week show, demanding to see her. He was yelling at people, saying that he wanted to marry her and get his picture taken with her. How is this guy getting inside any of these venues? He looks like a normal dude. I mean, he, he, doesn't, do look that, like, he doesn't look like a creep. Is he carrying a ladder? Like, I mean, Maybe how, he's carrying a ladder. Yeah, yeah. He needs to do that eBay fundraiser thing you're talking about. Uh, there's a trailer out for the new documentary, Millie Vanilli hitting Paramount Plus in October. So if you want to relive everything that happened with those guys. Uh, I watched the trailer. Yeah. It looks terrific. You're going to hear all about it. What's huh. disappointing is not even them in it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's someone it's else acting like them. <laughs> no, it's the one dude who's still alive. Uh, who looks good, by the way. Yeah. Um, and I really think, I think it goes beyond the behind the music that was the Millie Vanilli. Yeah, Remember yeah. the Millie Vanilli behind the music was one of the more, probably one of the first behind the musics on VH1. Yeah. But this, I think, is a real in-depth, mm-hmm. like, real nuts and bolts of how this whole thing worked. Paramount Plus in October. I hope it kind of shines a light on how unfair that whole system, that, I that th- whole You know what? Was That's the it. tone. That is Man, the tone it, of the it trailer. It better be, dude. It's like, how, how can you, how could you? Like, how, how could you slam them for whatever? And then go to some of the shows that you're going to, man. Like, these days. Like, I mean... Talk about talking out of both sides of your mouth in the same generation. What do you mean? Not okay. People using backing tracks on stage. Backing tracks? Never mind. Backing tracks. The majority of what we're seeing these days, I mean, we're talking about about bands. Like, bands aren't even playing what they're playing. Singers falling off stages and the vocals are still going. Like, like nothing changed. The difference is, is that they were, Millie Vanilli didn't actually sing at all. Right, but like yeah, it was but a totally but different entertainment. Group. Right? But that was a forced. That was a forced thing. They could sing. They were good singers. They just the label wouldn't let them. 
I mean, the whole thing, and then, and then everybody just they become the butt of a joke for t- multiple right. generations. So they were lip syncing. They were good singers, but the label wouldn't. They, let them. they were good singers. The label that when they wanted to sing their own stuff, the label wouldn't want it because they just wanted to. Here's the machine. A, it's probably who knows what this what, what really happened back then. But if they were singing, remember you gotta you gotta you have to now pay them as performers. Even if you didn't write something, you're on sound exchange. You're, you're you're getting paid different mechanical royalties. Blah 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 blah. So that adds a complexity that they didn't want to give to these guys that they were using as props to sell a product, which is what the music industry is doing every day with every artist you're going to buy. Like, yeah, and this in this documentary they interview a lot of the people that were part of that band yeah, that actually did the music. It just sucks. They do. They, like they yeah. got it's the people they, who sang it. Yeah, yeah. What do they look like? Um, uh, I don't know what they looked like back in the day, but these are older people now. Yeah. Uh, but man, they had some bankers. Millie Vanilli. It just Girl, sucks. you know it's true. Mm. Blame it on the rain. Blame it on the rain. rain yeah. You're gonna hear all about it. That was a great one. And finally, E News put together a list of TV's top 20 badass female TV show characters of all time. So we're going to trash this list. Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels. Top 20. Top 20. um, No Charlie's Angels. Wow, TV show, right? TV show. TV show. Okay. I mean, they literally were like badass chicks. There was a show around, a very popular show based around badass chicks. You're right. Is Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman is on there. Diana Prince, Linda Carter's character. Oh, man. Linda Carter was right there. (laughs) What was the list? Badass female TV show characters of all time. Female. And it's it's singular. Everybody's a singular character. Can this be recent? Yes. Okay. Are they titular characters or just singular characters in the show? Singular characters in the show. Kate from Lost. No. The Khaleesi. Oh, the yeah. Khaleesi from oh, Game yeah. of Thrones. Uh, actually, not the Khaleesi, but Arya Stark made the list. Oh, oh, number yeah. four. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we are getting into, like, <laughs> streaming. Yep. Yeah, we're streaming. Oh, we're streaming. Um, uh, I mean, this goes to back. Oh, um, a- Alias, uh, Jennifer Garner's character. Yes, Sydney Bristow. Okay. Oh. Number five. La Femme Nikita. <laughs> Remember that show? Oh, yeah. No, no La Femme. Oh, Zena, Warrior Princess. Yeah. Zena yeah. is on the list. Lucy Lawless. Lucy Lawless. Um, that no. was an era. She's that, not on that list. That was an era that could go away forever. The whole like uh, Hercules, uh, not Hercules. What was what was? Uh, She's on the list. I'm sorry. Number six. Uh, Detective Rosa Diaz on Zena Brooklyn Nine Nine, and the other dude, Kevin Z- Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, yeah. Like that, th- those whole things. Every time those would come no. on, I go, I can't believe this is happening. It didn't make any sense to me. Oh, wait. Rosa Diaz, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay, my eyes suck. Yes, she's number 16. Who's that? Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like oh, the yeah. detective. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Brienne of Tarth. No. Oh, there there's no more, there's no no more, more Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. I mean, come on. That's like the most badass no of, of all of badasses. Mm-hmm. She beat the hound, dude. Uh, uh, Carol see. from uh, Walking Dead. Yeah. Walking Dead? No, but uh, Survivor. Michonne. Michelle from okay. Walking Michelle Dead. Michelle was a yeah, seven. she is a BA. Uh, oh. Carrie, Carrie from uh, Homeland. Carrie Matheson, number fifteen. Heck what are yeah. we missing? How top five? Oh, what about the Americans? Uh, Carrie Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrie Russell. Good no show. Americans. Did, did you ever watch? Homeland? You are missing the top yeah. three right now. Carrie from Homeland. Claire Who Danes, were four and five. Claire Danes' performance in that was so good, so real that I thought Claire Danes had that many issues. Like, oh, I, I can't see Claire Danes and not be like, oh, man, I hope you're doing okay. Number four was Arya Stark, and number five was Sydney Bristow. Mm, how about uh, United Claire- States of Terra? 
Claire from House of Cards? Mm, no. No, no, no. Both of you. Hmm. Okay. I'm trying to think of other. Think Netflix. Uh, Mariska Hargitay from Law and Order. Yeah. No. Netflix. Whoa. Oh, I'm Olivia. sorry. I'm sorry. Olivia, Olivia Benson. Yes. Whoa. Sorry, they have different names. Oh, Jessica <laughs> Jones. Freak out. Jessica that was number Jones, two. Or, or whatever the Netflix series is. Jessica January. Jessica Jones. January Jones. January Jones from uh, Mad Men? No, it's not. No, Jessica, Jessica Jones, Jones is like a Marvel, Marvel character. You said Netflix. It was a Marvel character. I thought no. that was a show. Are there any superhero Marvel characters? She Hulk. <laughs> no. No. Oh, man. There is Batwoman. Tough. Huh? Kate Kane. From- oh, oh, what, okay, about, what about what about the gal from Scandal? <clears throat> uh, uh, Olivia Wash- Pope. Washington. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrie Washington. Washington. She's what number about, thirteen. Uh, Catwoman. Eartha Kitt. What about? I thought that got canceled. By the way. Oh, you're talking about the original. The original one. TV. House of Cards. Robin Wright Penn. Somebody said Claire from House of Cards. No. Oh, they did. She's badass though. Man, this is a tough one. She is a BA. The the number one characters from the nineties. The 90s? The 90s. Is it a show that it's we not all... Zena. Oh, yeah. It's a show that was a movie in the 90s and became a show. Aunt Becky. No. <laughs> yes, but no. <laughs> Huge show? movie star who went movie star to TV, and then she kind of ended her career with this show. And she's most well-known for this show. Hmm. Alias? Jennifer Garner? No. Movie star to movie star to TV. That's got to be the... Movie, the movie version of this show was a different actress. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yep. Buffy the Vampire Slayer's number one. Buffy Summers. Number three, and then we'll be done. Uh, Watchmen, Regina King. She's on Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is a badass. And that's your crap on celebrities. Uh, Celebrities celebrating a birthday today. uh, Jessica Brown Finley. That's Lady Sybil in Downton Abbey. Is 34. Andrew Lincoln. That's Rick Grimes on The Walking Dead. He's 50. Nas is 50. Dan Cortez is 56. Faith Ford. Corky from Murphy Brown is 59. This is the coolest name, and I didn't know that this was this guy's name. It's the singer in AHA. He's 64. His name is Morton Morton Harkett. Morton Harkett. That's a cool name. Sam Neill, Dr. (laughs) Alan Grant from Jurassic Park movies. Uh, He's in so much The Tudors. He's in uh, 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 Peaky Uh, Blinders. He is 76. And Walter Koenig, the Star Trek legend. And the last checkoff standing, he is 87 years old. All right, Uh, today's uh, porn. I was going to say I would be remiss that Reba should have been on that list. Of uh, course. For her titular show, Reba. Uh, Today's porn birthday, which is being brought to you by Patricia's, where fun and fantasy meet, is Anna Male. And today's birthday girl has been in 427 fine films, including Abducted by the Enema Bandit, The Anal Adventures <laughs> of Susie Superslut 2, Babes Behind Bars, The Back Way In 5, Boss Bitches 19 and 22, The Butt Sisters Do Denver, I Love Lesbian 6, Rack Attack, and Who Can Forget a Role in 1998's Throbin' Hood. <laughs> Anamale would have been 56 oh, years old, man. passed away back in 2006, car accident. That's your porno birthday. Those are your crappy birthdays, and that was your crap on celebrities. The Rizzuto Show. Traffic and weather. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Um, I got some alien news, and we'll get to some of your emails. Very important alien news. Uh, I guess the definitive proof that aliens do exist. We got them, guys. The argument's got over. Them. And they're oh. super cute. We got them. 
Woods Basement Systems, the all things basementy experts. Right now, you can get a free estimate at moonloveswoods.com because spring is here and that means rain and wet, soaked ground all around your house. If your basement has musty smells, damp walls, signs of mold or mildew, maybe even standing water in your basement after a rainstorm, you gotta call Woods today. Wet and leaky basements do not get better with time, they get better with Woods. Remember, I had that incredibly difficult front porch situation that looked bad and was a total safety hazard and Woods Basement Systems helped me fix that for good. Not only did they level the entire slab of concrete, but they installed piers to make sure that the job was done right for the long term. They can fix your settling driveways and so much more. The basement waterproofing, the foundation repair, egress windows. Go to moonloveswoods.com for a free estimate today. Don't wait any longer. Prevent further damage. Remember, the problems won't get better with time. They'll get better with Woods because the problem will be fixed forever. It's the all things basement experts at Woods Woods Basement Systems. Get that free estimate at moonloveswoods.com. Riz here for Dobbs Tire and Auto Center, St. Louis's first choice for quality tires and expert auto service. You may not know this, but Dobbs is a local company in business since 1976, and the team includes not only the Dobbs family, but also more than 600-plus expert tire and automotive service techs who work at Dobbs' 43 convenient store locations. Check out Dobbs' early Memorial Day deals at go2dobbs.com. You'll find deals you could use, money-saver coupons to help you save while getting your family vehicle ready for hot weather driving, including the long road trips many of us will be taking, starting with the Memorial Day holiday weekend and throughout the long, hot summer. Choose Dobbs to keep your family's vehicles in top-running condition. And remember, at Dobbs, with 43 store locations, convenience is the name of the game. You'll be in, up, fixed, and out same day. Click on go2dobbs.com and save with Dobbs May Deals today. Dobbs, the real deal for real deals since 1976. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy birthday, Riz. It's David Keckner, and you're listening to The Rizzuto Show right here on 105.7 The Point. Do you get it? It's not really my birthday, Mark. It's not? When no. is it? Uh, it was August 17th. Just riding it out? Yeah, just riding it out. Keeping it going? Just keeping it going. Mine's uh, in a couple weeks. Hey, well, happy, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. early birthday. That's a big one, man. What one? 60. 60. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? It's awesome. Uh, let me introduce our uh, guest here. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Maron. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, it's funny. You kind of just floated in here. Like, you just, like, You like keep an saying angel. that, but how do, do most people, like, come through this window? Well, no, <laughs> usually, usually King Scott goes, our guest is here. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't know. That guy was, I'm like, when am I on? He's like, I don't know. And then, uh. <laughs> that was a spot on, yeah. King Scott. <laughs> and then he's like, well, let's just go. And I'm like, all right. And then you guys were surprised. I was well, so yeah, happy when oh, you walked. Well, I thank immediately you. started smiling when I saw I you. know, that was exciting. Number one, you're early. Yeah. You were, like, two minutes early, which is. Never happens. Never happens. Look, you know, one of my favorite things to do is wake up in a strange city, get into a strange car on very little sleep, and drive somewhere I don't know where I'm going. And then be in a room with strange people. Yeah, with people talking a lot, full of energy. They've been at it for four hours. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that was was my big plan, and it all worked out. Good. Well, I appreciate you 
I appreciate you being here this morning. Uh, I chose to do it. I know. I had the option to not do it. Yeah. And the option to do something else. The call-in thing. What's the point of a right. call That's what I, oh, I hate call-ins. No, they're the worst. I did radio long enough to know that you can't do anything on a phone. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what am I going to sell tickets on a phone just by you asking me questions and having the slight delay and right. trying to get one joke in? I figure I can bomb here for 15, 20. Yeah. Yes. And maybe uh, have a few people return their tickets. Well, and that yes. was the whole thing. That, hey, uh, you want to do a phone or what, Mark Maron? I go, ah. Yeah. I had the same experience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who? Uh, who is that guy? Uh, Rizzuto in, the, in St. Louis. Ah. And then they're like, well, well what, could he come in? and go, could he come in? Are you kidding? Right. Well, that's the other thing with the phoners on morning radios. You, you got all you guys in here chiming in. I can't identify anybody on a yeah, phone. Right. And then you got to try to get them to shut up while you're talking to me. I understand the and way it's it goes. Always awkward. Yes. It's always awkward. And we want to talk. Everybody in here wants to talk to you. I'm well, getting in. I'm here to talk. I'm, 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 uh, I'm ready to go. I, but we were talking about doing morning radio before, and I, I used to do it. Be, but I remembered it ruined my life. Yeah. How's yours going? My life has been ruined. <laughs> my life is ruined, and it's been ruined for 14 years now. Right. It's like you have the schedule of a preschooler, right? Yeah. You, get, you get up, then you got to go to Betty by like 839. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when, yeah, when you I did know. it. I know. Uh, so you'd be at the radio station at 3.30, the right. same time I got here. I, mean, I didn't have a family or anything. I got uh, two kids. I know. I, I don't know how you guys do it. But when I did it, I would I, they'd send a car, and I'd have them stop at uh, Dunkin' oh, Donuts. Oh, oh, and I'd get oh, like a... car sent. <clears throat> well, it wasn't a great car, and the guy was weird. <laughs> Every month, the car always smelled weird. Air America was not a big-budget situation. It wasn't trickling it's down gorilla. to the, uh, the sidecar talent... You know, uh, so I'd have well, him. It's uh, also New York City, by the way, right? Sure, it's New York City. I was in Queens. They're driving me in, but I'd have him stop at a Dunkin' Donuts. I'd get two giant coffees, and then I'd buy a bag of regular M and M's. So right when I got on there, I just, I just doing the M and M's and the coffee. So I had a real, uh, an honest mania. Going yeah. by about uh, six thirty. Yeah. So I was jacked. Do you chew M and M's or do you suck on them? This Baby is a pardon? real question. I, uh, <laughs> because, like, I don't know. Is this code? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you need. Okay. Uh, no, I, uh, <laughs> I chew my M&M's like a human. Who sucks on I don't know. I put them in my mouth, and I suck, like, the, the hard shell The hard shell, shell off. off. Sure, yeah, I'll absolutely. chew them up. Okay. Yeah, I'll go either way. All you right, know, I, cool. I can, uh, I'll go both ways with M&M's. Thanks, Mark. I'll suck them for a minute, then chew them. Depends how Depends. I feel, you know? Well, how, well, what I want the, uh, the, uh, the yeah. sort of distribution of sugar to be. Yes. Yeah. He'll slap his M&Ms around a little bit. A little a bit, a little bit. But only with consent. I'll ask yeah, for of it. Course. <laughs> of course. Of right. course. 100%. 2023. Never the green ones. All I know is I gave a thumbs up to a Walgreens driving by. Yeah, like I have a thing when I when I go on the road where I like to I like to go to Walgreens. I don't know why. Me too. You do? I like to go on the made for TV aisle in there. Like oh, is the it? Little, you know they always have the weird aisle in Walgreens. Yeah, there's always a couple weird aisles. Yeah. I like the uh, travel size. I just like looking at travel sizes. <laughs> oh, it makes yeah. me feel big. Me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll go in and get the, some mouthwash. But I saw a CVS and I had it was a real thing. I'm driving over here. I'm a little loopy because I'm tired. But but I saw the CVS. I'm like nah. And then a few miles away there's the Walgreens are like, yes. yes. Thumbs up to nobody on the Walgreens. So you're all jacked up on, on Dunkin' Donuts yeah, and, and, and uh, M&M's. M&Ms. Talk to the radio station. Yeah. Do your prep. I, I do a little prep, but you know, when I got into that, it, it was what it was. It was a, a kind of a liberal talk radio situation. But uh, going into Air America, I didn't, I thought, I, I didn't know a lot about 
politics. I was a, I'm a kind of a reactive person, mm -hmm. so it's fairly surfacey, which is is what we live in now, which yes. is just you kind of yell emotionally about <laughs> yes. things from whatever side you're on. Yeah. But I, uh, it was funny because the guy who produces my podcast has been with me since Air America. So I met that kid, my producer, when he was 24. He's been producing me since I started radio, wow. and now he's it's just our business. But when I got there, I bought a, a an American Democracy for Dummies book. So I thought, like, I'll get up to speed. I'll, I'll figure this out. I didn't pay attention in high school, but I got this book, and I'll just... I'm just going to wing it, basically. Well, that's what I learned to do, and that's why that's how you figure out whether you can do this or not, is that eventually there were... Th first, there were three of us. There was this uh, woman who was a, a British woman, me and Mark Riley, and I was supposed to be the, the, the funny guy. Yeah, the, comic the, relief. Whatever it was, you know, the guy, you know, the laughing guy. So, uh, or the guy making jokes, but... It became very clear that that uh, because of my personality that I could drive the thing, and then eventually, like, I hate talking about this, but not really. You became but the lead. I became the lead, which wasn't a problem for me and Mark Riley. But uh, the woman Sue, she uh, she went on vacation very shortly after we started, and I'm like, "This is our time. We oh, we can take, take this over. show. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we could do this show, man." And because she was kind of dragging us down, what, what, and she, was she like the radio <laughs> professional? Did they I mean, like? Put it the wasn't clear to me from the get go what she was really, but but she would talk in this way that it was just, uh, and it's not an unusual uh, talent for radio people to just talk about. Nothing. Thing. Look, I mean, Adam Carolla has been talking about the same drywalling job mm -hmm. he had for 30 yeah. years yeah. and that and, you know, and, and vaccines, but whatever. Very <laughs> successful. <laughs> kind of. You know, he's kind of marginalized himself. I don't know what he is, but there's the point is that this woman could talk about nothing for a very long time and we'd have to wait because we were being polite and I had never done radio. And when she got out, me and the other guy, Mark, just had this rhythm going and I'm like, this is it, you know, just and it was a comedy show. Yeah. We overproduced a lot of comedy. Do you think you were put? In that role, remember when Dennis Miller was doing Monday Night Football? Yeah, I don't, I'm not a, yeah, I heard about it. Like, let's put a comic someone's in with just a making, serious Yeah, guy. someone's just making fun of that. Who was I talking to? Some yeah. comics were talking about how, it, I think it, it was, was Spade. It was Spade. I was talking to Dave Spade at some party, and he was talking about Miller on, on the football and it, how how kind of bad it was. It was, yeah. Because he would throw in his references. He's making like 14th century. Right, uh, right, right. And the other guys were like, what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> what is he talking about? He was referencing, like, yeah. the Cossacks. And, yeah. And uh, <laughs> Monday Night this Football. Guy and, like, looks like the, a Russian soldier <laughs> Not the audience. The Mongols. Mm -hmm. And it, it, did, it did not work. But here's my my worry, Mark. And, <laughs> and you did morning radio for how long? A year? A year and a half or so. And then I did a, a night show that was sort of a sad situation. They, because I got fired right, to, right when Stern kind of went off terrestrial, yeah. where we had a window in New York at least. Yeah. They fired me because the CEO they brought in uh, thought I wasn't serious enough. And we were doing a funny show, man. We were recording bits. We were up doing comedy. So I got fired and then I moved back to LA. And as a favor, there were some guys within Air America that thought they could get me back in. So they stuck me on at KTLK out in LA mm -hmm. at a 10 p.m. show. And the, the GM at, at KTLK hated me because... Stephanie Miller used to come on in that market after us. We used to do live and then be played in Los Angeles again. So we had the Los Angeles morning spot, but then Stephanie Miller kind of took it over live. And I would outro my show knowing that we'd been bumped out the air by Stephanie, just, you know, throwing, like, just taking shots at yeah, Stephanie. Yeah. I'd be closing my show knowing it. And that GM hated me. So he stuck me in this 10 o'clock position where, and they had a contract, they had a sports contract. 
with the Clippers. Oh, uh, so you get preempted. Pre no, we would wait to start the show. Ugh. We would sit there hoping that the game would. It was the worst, man. It was so yeah, but yeah, I did mornings for a while. But was, but see, for me, yeah. and that schedule, you know, going to bed at eight thirty, yeah. you know, nine o'clock, getting yeah. up at two thirty. Not healthy. No, dude. It's you feel not, like you've been in a pillow fight all day. You just healthy. like your brain never quite <laughs> I works, know. right? I've just, right. I just turned forty-five. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. You can tell. It's yeah, I know. Wearing you out. That's a brilliant way <laughs> to put it. Yeah. Like like breaking it down, man. Like it's like in a pillow fight. It does. It feels like that, yeah, right? Brilliant. Yeah. That is a brilliant, perfect way to describe what I've been trying to articulate for ten years. Wow. Yeah, I, I always, I think. I've, I've used that a lot, but I don't think anyone understands it except radio people. Totally. It you, feels you like just, I've been yeah. hitting the head with many mm -hmm. pillows. Right. Some mornings so you like, have headaches okay. for no reason. Right. Like but you I'm, get up and you have a headache for well, no, I don't know why. No, it's not a reasonable schedule. I think schedule. I'm dehydrated. You always feel like you're getting the flu. Well, that, what you feel like is a mild hangover. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yep. you can never make it right. Mm. I'm sorry you're going through that. No, now I'm thinking. <laughs> Thank you. Get us out. Dude, smart. he's doing okay with is it. Is it low T? Is that what I had? Do I have low T? I'm not sure. But is it just? I got. I, did you get your T checked? I did. I, I was surprised. I just had him do it because people talk about it. You know, it's like a, a thing for dudes. Get Hell your yeah. T checked. And everything's all right. Thousand and two. What does that oh, mean? You. Yeah, it's that's big. good. That's super tea. Whoa. Yeah, it's super tea. But I asked my doc, does this mean anything? It's too much tea. Like, it's too much too tea. Too much tea. Yeah, you're over yeah. tea. Yeah. <laughs> you're Mr. T. I am I'm super alpha. Well, when you're yeah, when the doc goes, oof. That's why mm. you peed on me when you came in. The room. That's what I do. I don't know why I was so surprised. They left that part out. I slipped right in. I pissed on your leg. <laughs> this is the comedian yeah, in the room. Yeah, yeah. Dominance. Yeah. From all those you know, got a thousand teas. Yeah, what, man. I don't know. You, I was glad. I kind of counter it with the vegan diet. I'm not, I'm not. To your average uh, oh, you're alpha madman. Why do you want to go vegan? Well, you want to hear this whole story? Yeah. Sure. yeah. Well, I uh, I did a cleanse. Well, that's not exactly true. I got a, a colonoscopy, and uh, and that's there's a cleanse involved in that. Yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah. if you've had one. It's a yeah. very aggressive cleanse. It's not oh, yeah. juice based, but it's a, it's just, this is not a bad medical story. And usually the colonoscopy beat gets a laugh, but I'm not going to pressure you guys. The cleanse the, is not uh, terrible, by the way. Did you do the pills, or do you have to drink the slush? You drink the stuff. Yeah. And it's just sort of, it's, well, so anyway, after that, I thought, well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm pure. I'm, yeah. I'm, a, clean. I'm a clean slate. Start over. Yeah, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this is a new day. I'm not going to put anything bad into my body from here on. Also, I had slightly high cholesterol, so I figured I'd take the opportunity to see if, uh, if it was genetic yeah. or, or, or uh, because of what I was eating. So I went vegan. And, I, and within two weeks, I had a blood test just by coincidence. I was on 10 milligrams of statin. This is exciting stuff. I have a friend. <laughs> no, I, I've heard you talk about this. On yeah, the I have a friend at, at my age, uh, another guy who's around my age. He says, all right, just 10 minutes on health talk, and then we're talking about other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it turns out like two weeks, I, had, I was on the statins, and my cholesterol went down like 40, like 30 points. Great. So then I said, well, I'm just going to keep at it. And I kept at it. And now, like, I went to the doctor recently. It's uh, it's definitely genetic, but it's not bad. And I, But that was the point. I, I don't love the vegan thing. I don't mind it. But I'm going to stay Are with you it. craving No, not meat at, all. at all. I think I've eaten uh, enough meat. I'm, you know, I'm 59. I've, I've eaten enough meat in my life. I think if you really think about how much meat you've eaten at a certain age, it's probably a pretty good-sized farm. Yeah. Yeah, and you kind of think about that. But it, it, it be, it's not totally ethical. But I'm going to stay vegan because when you're vegan, you know in a pretty real way that you're uh, better than other people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's weird. That's weird. And yeah. Of course. And yeah. no, you can't argue with it. No. Like, hey, but you need me. No. Like, is that you talking or you've been brainwashed by big meat? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the thing about being vegan is bragging about being vegan, so. Well, I don't do it too much except on the radio mm -hmm. uh, uh -huh. in the morning. But, uh, but no, I, I don't mind it because I cook a lot and there's a sort of a challenge to it and... Uh, 
And I, I think I do feel better. I took off weight. I don't feel, and my blood sugar went down. I, I don't know why that happened, but it's kind of, it, I don't mind it. You don't miss a hamburger. Well, they have fake burgers that aren't bad. Yeah, yeah. Impossible I, Meat's great. Yeah, I do the Beyond yeah. Burgers. They're okay. Yeah, well, you look at you. Of course, you're gonna be like, nah. I know. Yeah, I mean, I'm disgusting. Yeah, I, no, it's all right. I mean, I, I was, I was, I had <laughs> Traeger sent me a grill, a smoker, and I was smoking, you know, bone-in ribeyes, yeah. chicken. Yeah, talk Ooh. to me, Daddy. Yeah, <laughs> and I can do it. I was smoking briskets for twelve yeah. hours. I'm not. I have no judgment of that. I loved it, but since, Thanks. but I'm one of these guys. Like I'm in this thing. Like, look, I've been sober a long time. So, mm. and I'm not. It's not a mental thing. It's sort of like. You start a day count going. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold on to this. Yeah. I'm not, and so I'm kind of in that zone with the vegan thing. I'm like, I'm doing it, and I know because the day I, I don't, if I stop, and I'm just sort of like, I'm just gonna have fish occasionally. I'll be at the right smoker back. again yeah. within right three days. Gateway meat. Gateway meat is brisket, I think, right? Yeah. The yeah. collective tea in here is at 12,000, by the way, just from this meat conversation. Well, alone. and don't tell yeah. me. Oh, you I think my tea's going up. <laughs> Mine is. Just talking about no, it. No, talking about veganism, it goes down. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll tell, who's the guy my with 1,002 tea as a vegan? This guy, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. I, I, I didn't hear your number, tough guy. You out-tea me by That's my problem. My bloodstream's 80% pork steak. If I eat a stalk of broccoli, I'll just walk around. Fully erect all day. Well, don't, and don't tell me, by the way, I put a portobello on the grill and it tastes just like meat. No, it doesn't. No, it tastes like a portobello, but it's delicious. None the same. I don't know why I don't miss meat. I, I don't. I can't ex explain it, really. I, I imagine I will eventually. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. It's just getting weird with me. I just was eating a lot of meat and I was aware of it. You know, the when you start doing the bone-in ribeyes, after a point, it gets pretty hard to deny that they ripped that out of the side of a cow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? And I'm not I'm not saying that to make anyone sad. I'm not sad. Good. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me the serious face, though. I don't even sure. know you, but I You're read right. it as serious. It was definitely That's a serious face. That's yeah. That's kind of my Got face. nothing <laughs> against meat. I enjoyed meat, but and I imagine maybe it'll come back, but right now it's not here. Yeah, you're afraid a piece of steak will lead you. I'm not down afraid, a bad road. I'm not afraid of steak. I'm not afraid of chicken. Down a bad road. I'm not, not afraid of challenging meats. What All right, a great TMZ so moment, though, if I fought Mark Marin over uh, bone in. <laughs> ribeye. Only if we did it on the air. Only if we did it with like bone-in ribeyes. <laughs> a tomahawk ribeyes. Yeah, yeah, just like smacking each other around with raw meat. All right, so after your radio yes. caught a fizzled yes. out, then we started the podcast in 09. Fizzled. fizzled. It was an abrupt out. It yeah. was not a fizzle. We started the podcast. 09, right? Uh, yeah, 09. Yeah, that was it. It was and a desperation. Yeah, well, yeah, it was freedom, sure. Yeah, it definitely was, and there was no podcast around. We didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, and, one uh, of the firsts. Right? I mean, like, there were some around, but like, you know, Adam was doing his, and I think uh, Doug Benson had one, and uh, Jimmy Dore, and the All Things Comedy, Jimmy Pardo, but uh, no one was making money, yeah. except for Adam, because he was basically running a radio show. Was the goal like, all right, we're going to put this out there and start making money? No, I didn't know what the goal was. I was like, you know, my career was in the garbage. I had nothing going on. You, you know, I had this skill. And then, uh, you know, I told my producer that I said to Brendan, I was like, can we, can we just do that? Can you figure out how to put this up on the internet. Mm. And at that time, Apple was very supportive because they were, podcasts were really invented to sell iPhones and yeah. iPods. So any celebrity presence, even if it was me at that time, they'd banner it, you know? So yeah. we just kind of figured it out. And over time, the industry kind of built up around us. And then, you know, people went on to make a hundred million dollars, but I do all right. Um, but you weren't, you weren't, <laughs> no, I, w I wouldn't say I'm a hundred million dollar guy. You didn't want to go back on the road or we still on the road, you know, doing comedy. Well, I mean, at that time, my road draw was limited. I did, I wasn't really a draw. You know, I was, uh, I was, a. uh, 
a, a headliner, but I couldn't really sell tickets. I wasn't that popular. And what happened with the podcast is as that kind of picked up, people got to know me. And the good thing for me about podcasting is I don't have to be funny. I can just talk and, yeah. and I like to do this. So I got this whole other fan base. It kind of built out most of the political people. We chose not to do politics because I didn't want to be stuck in that world with those same people whining about the same things. And I wanted to expand the audience a little bit. So... You know, we broadened it out. We talked about general stuff. Our guests were, the show was different at the beginning, but it, it built me a new audience of people that knew too much about me. Yeah. So and I'd go on the road and these people would be like, well, we should go out and support Mark. I'm like, I know how to do comedy. I'm not looking for support. And then yeah, they'd come up to you and like, do you get that thing fixed at the house, the toilet? And I'm like, what are you talking? Oh yeah, I, you know about that. But you're so, na- I mean, you're so natural, you especially are. at the interviewing. Mm. Uh, you know, I consider you one of the, one of the better interviewers yeah. around now. Yeah. Uh, listen well, thank your, you. I listened to your interview with uh, Bernie Taupin the other day. Oh, yeah, that was good. Which, uh, and, and you brought up a great point because he, he said to you at the beginning of the podcast, yeah. he goes, oh, I guess you didn't read my book. Yeah. And I said, no, I didn't read it. Why would I read it? Because if you read the book, unless you're going to talk to somebody that doesn't know how to talk, which is possible. Yeah. You know, I mean, because a lot of people don't realize, and you know it as a radio guy. Is that sometimes you got to carry people, and like in in terms of like you got a comic coming, and I know what it's like a morning radio. You don't know if this guy, he's a funny guy, but is he awake? Is he going to want to talk? We've had some people walk gonna, through these doors and just not want to do it. Yeah, anything. I don't know why guys do that. It's like, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to prove? Like that you can get up and and survive something. But anyway, so Bernie. With the books, you know, I'm not going to read the book if the guy can talk because if you read the book, you're going to lead him, and yeah. you can't help it because in your brain, you're like, it's hard not to be like, well, in the book, and then my producer's got to cut them all out, yeah, because it's got to be a real conversation. So I usually am pretty honest. I said, no, I didn't read the book. I I, I skimmed through it. I, I I saw some names and stuff, <laughs> but he knew how to talk. That guy was good. He was great. Yeah, uh, you've had some. I mean, some really great great guests and uh, yeah it's been good lately oddly because of the strikes because i can get back into uh you know we're at a fairly uh precarious moment uh in our democracy and <laughs> so so like it's interesting now because i'm not doing a lot of actors and i and, and it's not that i don't like doing actors mm-hmm. but too many actors you like it's a lot of heavy lifting Do you, you know what i mean to, <laughs> yeah of, you know, but uh you know well, what i mean for not, an hour for yeah, an hour well, they're yeah, not used to opening up they're used to going on to late night and depending on who they are especially the actresses the the, the women who get uh piled on anything a, a a woman does as a public person especially actors you know like if you look at comment boards they can't not get just destroyed out there for some reason because there's a lot of pigs and so they've become very uh, cagey, and it's it's mm-hmm. almost hard to get actresses. They've got to really kind of know how to present themselves mm-hmm. publicly because they don't want to give any bait to right. weirdos. Yeah, and it becomes sort of tricky. But yeah, some actors are a little more. Yeah, I can usually get them within an hour if somebody's holding back. Yeah, for an hour, yeah. then that's who that person is. Usually, about twenty minutes in, something will give. And how cool is it that just come to your house? Like it is kind of wild when people garage. walk into the house. Just yeah, people just a, come to your house. The new garage is a little different than President the old garage. President Obama came to your garage. That was the old dirty garage, too. That, I'm I mean, in a new I was place. just that looking at pictures insane. of that. That was totally insane. And that was while he was president. I, yes. Yeah. I, I think I'm the guy. I, I, in terms of sitting presidents, I might be still the only guy. I think Biden's done a couple, but I don't know if anyone paid attention. But I, I had the first sitting president on a podcast at that's, my house. That's wild. In the garage. What was, the secu- cool. what was the security... Like, yeah, like, situation what there. are the logistics behind that? Oh, it was crazy. Uh, you know, I've told this story a bit, but I don't need to preface it like that. You've never heard it. 
So, uh, <laughs> so uh, I guess what I'm saying is, like, let me go into this old bit. The um, It's fascinating, Mark. No, I know it is, man. And I, I wasn't judging. There's a lot of people listening now in their cars that are just waiting with bated breath mm. to hear about the security situation. Uh, but I'm it curious. was crazy. Uh, you don't know about it? You honestly don't know about it? No, You've heard no. me talk about it. Oh, I've, I've kind of... <laughs> He's kind of heard about God. It. No, no. It, it was it was amazing. I don't mind telling the story because what they do is a couple weeks before he comes. The funny thing about it was Brendan, my producer, like they had scheduled this thing for when I was supposed to be in Hawaii or was close to a trip I had. Mm-hmm. And I told Brendan, I said, like, oh man, I'm, I'm going to be on vacation. And and he he kind of took it at that point. And and then they the, it turned out it wasn't on my vacation. And I said uh, I said it's lucky it didn't go on my vacation. He says my my producer said there was no way you were going to go on vacation. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's the president of the United <laughs> States. Can you do an interview and you're going to go on vacation? <laughs> so well, they come early on. The Secret Service comes a couple weeks before to to figure out what the perimeter is to figure out, you know, where they can put this weird box. That was the eeriest thing. They install a box in my house and I only had two bedrooms at like a thousand square foot house. It was just this weird box that was plugged into a wall. And that was for if all communications went down, then he would be able to get a line. So they got to run a separate line into the house if the world ends. If there's a national emergency. Wow. Right. Wow. Uh, so they, they come and they figure oh, out so where... So your house would be the hub. Oh. Right. Wouldn't that be oh, interesting? Wow. Yes. I've never heard about that. So, okay. So then I got to ask my neighbor, Dennis, uh, if they... Well, apparently what had happened was I wasn't there. I was on vacation. Right? Brendan was there. The, the, they, they came, the Secret Service came to figure out where to put the snipers. Yeah. So they tried the top of the garage. So they got on the top of this old garage and apparently they're jumping around on it and Brendan's in the garage. And comes out. No, no, it's the ceiling's coming down. <laughs> so we can't put it there, right? Because I lived sort of on this hill. It was not an easy perimeter. So I had to ask my uh, my neighbor if it was okay to put snipers on his roof. And he was, this old guy's like, it's the biggest thing ever happened to him. He was thrilled. Right. He said, looking Dennis, forward to it. The president's going to be over. Can yeah. we put snipers on your roof? My, yeah, dad, yeah. my exactly. dad's name is Dennis, and I am picturing him in my mind having He would love it, right? He would love it. Uh, he but, would do it. My, my dad, dad would be like, the, you don't need snipers. I'll get up there. Yeah, that's my dad, too. want to be up there, too. I'll he would. Happily do it. So when the day comes, they tent the driveway, so they make sort of a tunnel. They close off all the traffic in the neighborhood. And then there's about, you know, they, they set up a, a listening table. So we had to set up five or six listening stations for his um, his staff. <laughs> and then, like, um, we're waiting for the president. And uh, the guy, one of the Secret Service guys says, you know, we'll, I'll give you 20 minutes heads up. But then, like, in the air, the uh, he flew in from Beverly Hills and the, and the, and the, the, the two Ospreys that, that uh, kind of um, escort the helicopter, mm-hmm. the president of Australia. Yeah, Marine we, One. Right. We saw Marine One in the air, and I'm like, I guess he's close, <laughs> right? Because there he is. <laughs> so they flew in from... From Beverly Hills, and they landed at the Rose Bowl in the parking lot, which is close to my house. And then they had the the motorcade come up the up the up the hill, and it was kind of amazing because you know I'm standing in front of the garage, and then all these cars pull up in front of the house, and there's a lot of people coming at me, you know, and I don't really see Obama. And then all of a sudden, I just see this hand go, Mark, oh. and I'm like, there he is. Yeah, yeah. There's oh. the president, and uh, and I and the, and I said to him, what I say. Uh, I said, hey, how, how you doing? I, I hope this go this goes well. He says, Yeah, me too. You know, <laughs> and then um, and then I asked him. Uh, well, there was only one Secret Service guy in the garage behind me, and then everyone else was out and around. And the amazing thing about Obama, which is uh, which was a testament to who he was as a 
not just as a president, but as as a as a person who is capable of having a conversation, mm-hmm. is that he gave they gave us final edit. They didn't. They didn't. You know, I was ask you, was there any parameters given? Like, no, but you, you know, Brendan, my producer, is like a very sharp guy. He's a very bright guy, and he's done. You know, he's done a lot of producing of of political shows. We knew that I couldn't exactly do it the way that I I, I usually do. We knew that it wasn't. I didn't want it to be a political show. I wanted it to be personal because that's the type of interview I did. But he also knew we had a tight hour, and I had to you know have a, a you know a, a path. Uh, I had to have a breakdown, which I don't usually do. Mm. And there were political. There were things happening. It was days after that guy Root shot all those uh, African Americans in that church, mm-hmm. Charleston. Yeah, it was days after that, so we didn't even know if Obama was going to come because it was heavy. And then there was some uh, Supreme Court stuff coming down, so there was stuff we had to cover before we got into the personal stuff. But we did have uh, a breakdown. But again, they didn't uh, they didn't edit us. Wow. And uh, and then you know, in talking about race, well, here's the the funny thing is I said to him. I said, uh, I, when he got on the mics, I said, are you nervous? He said, if I was nervous about this, we'd be in big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is what got me nervous. Talking to a man in his garage. Right. <laughs> and he had gone to Occidental, which is down the street from my house. So there was a point of, of contact with the neighborhood and, and stuff. But in talking about race, you know, he used uh, the N-word sort of, you know, uh, as like, you know, uh, racism doesn't end just because people stop saying the N-word. Yeah. And that, that blew up everywhere. Right. Yeah. Like the conservative press was sort of like, he used it, why can't we use yeah. it? You know, So it was kind of a frenzy around that. And again, my producer uh, managed it very well, managed it because they were out in front of my house. And, and Brendan was like, you're not doing anything. We made a promise to Chris Hayes that we would talk about this on his show and to Terry Gross, and we will talk to her. Everyone else gets nothing. Mm-hmm. And we right. held the line. And uh, it was it was all kind of amazing. And uh, but, you know, I don't you know, uh, uh, President Obama and I are not in touch. You know, I don't we don't text or anything. But I, I felt like the cards, yeah. you know, sent back and forth. No, every I'm, year, I'm so nothing. surprised. Nothing. Uh, but, you, you know, he leaves a, your house and out of your life forever. That, just Aww. like that. Just and like I don't that. even know if he, that's a, another problem I have in terms of people I, I interview. I'm still this guy who is sort of a, a fan of people and don't really know my place in the world. So I always assume I'm just another stop on junkets when I see actors and stuff. And yeah. it's always amazing <laughs> to me when they know me. Like I went to... Uh, I was at the Oscar, I was at the Vanity Fair Oscar party. I didn't go to the Oscars a couple of years ago. It must have been four years ago when Brad Pitt won, you mm-hmm. know. And I'm at this Oscar party, and I'm like, oh, there's everybody, half the people I've interviewed. I don't know if they know me, you know. And then I see Brad Pitt, he's getting ready to leave. And I'm like, hey, hey, Brad. He's like, Mark! Uh, so do you have imposter awesome. syndrome? Huh? No, I don't know if I have imposter syndrome, but I do know what it's like to be a guest on things. Mm. And if you were to ask me if I remembered the people, like, am I going to remember you in a I week? I hope so. No, I think I will. Because we, we had a nice conversation about testosterone yeah, and yeah, meat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, before you leave, I do want to talk about the big news. Am I leaving? No, 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 oh, no. no. I don't have can to. You, what, I have nothing to do. He's going he's gonna to remember being kicked out early. Can you? Can you? Can you hang? Yeah. Okay, so we could take a commercial break and then yeah, we and can talk, talk about, about the, the fentanyl alien. Yeah, we want to talk yeah. about aliens next. <laughs> show, traffic and weather. All right, the great Mark Marin is here. See him at Helium Comedy Club tonight, 8 o'clock, tomorrow, 7.30 and 10. Saturday, 7.30 and 10. Uh, we're going to talk about aliens next.
Guess whose birthday it is? Happy birthday, Riz. It's Adam Ferrar, and you're listening to the Rizzuto Show on 105.7 The Point. Blow those freaking candles out, will you? It's not my birthday, Mark. Just so you know. My birthday, September 27th. Birthday. Coming up, man, the big 6-0. I know. Mark Maron's here. What is that, Libra? I am a Libra, yeah. Uh, the weird thing about these these dates, you know, I'm trying to build this new hour, so I'm doing the club work. And my agent, Joseph Schwartz, booked me this this weekend here in St. Louis. As a Jew, I realized, why are my ticket counts a little low? Because maybe it's Rosh Hashanah. Maybe <laughs> yeah. the... i just like to offer all the Jews out there, and I know there are some in St. Louis, that... Uh, if, if I need to do an opening prayer for you to come to the show, <laughs> I could probably figure Listen, it I'm, out. I'm an honorary member of the tribe. You got some pull. You got some pull? I married a Jewish woman. Uh, oh. We're from You're Italian? Coast. Yeah. Italian and a Jew. Classic. Yeah. Listen, we went to Israel a couple years ago. How was that? It was great. I loved it. It's interesting. You know, I went to Israel years ago, and I found the, uh, the, the other religion's history much more interesting than mine. The, I like, loved it. Yeah, I found like you know all the the seven stations of the cross, mm-hmm. great stuff. I walked the whole Jesus walk. I did the whole thing, and then uh, they had the Dome of the Rock on you know that, oh, yeah. and then the the Jewish stuff. You know, we and, went from Golan Heights down to yeah. uh, the Dead Sea. Yeah, we did the whole. Did you whole float thing. around, put mud on yourself. I did. How do you feel? Did it change did. everything? No, it didn't change yeah. much. No. I'm like, wow, I'm buoyant. <laughs> You're buoyant, <laughs> and then I go on the beach, I cover myself with mud. I guess maybe if you add ayahuasca to yeah. that. Then it was maybe cold. It, it was uh, it was freezing when we were down in Elat, and uh, it hadn't rained in Israel in like 10 years, and the two weeks we were there, it rained like crazy. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, and the, it was raining in the desert when I went there. But when wow. you're in Israel, it's always, you, you have to go like, is this a sign? Is this the next one? Yeah. Are I'm we waiting in? for locusts. <laughs> Where's the ark? I need to get on. Uh, Jerusalem was great. I love the food there. I like the people there. Sure, sure. Uh, There's a, a little bit of tension in the region generally that I felt. Yeah. I yeah. kind of like that. What's I'm, that about? I don't know. I no one like knows. That. But it's been going on a long I time. I kind of like that. Everybody's on edge. Yeah. Everybody's you, you smoked do? everywhere, too. You should, you should move to New York. You I'm, should go I'm to, from New York. You know what? I'll be honest with you. In about three years, everyone's going to be on edge everywhere. Yeah. So uh, it's coming. <laughs> Well, listen, remember, yes, sir. as a New Yorker, yeah. here's what we called Rosh Hashanah. It was Rosh Hashanah. Uh-huh. Because you, everybody was trying to leave the city early. Oh, that's funny. On Friday. That's pretty funny. So the West Side Highway. That's and pretty the, funny. <laughs> yeah. Called Rosh Hashanah, so you yeah, don't want yeah. to be on the highways. Sure, sure. What were we talking about before the break? Not the uh, not the oh, political no, I was, conversation. I was but asking the, uh, you, I was oh, about asking guests. you, I was asking you if there's any guests, and you've done how many episodes? 1,500, something. 14, 1,500. Yeah. Has there ever been anybody before they've come on? Their publicist says, "Hey, we don't want you talking about this." Well, yeah, I mean, the people are managed a bit, and then certain people have things in their lives that you know. Sometimes it's disappointing. You know, how can we not talk about the time he killed a guy? You know, right? But We'd rather you not talk because <laughs> like you not bring up the murder. You know, you just he's touchy about that. But no, I haven't uh, interviewed Alex Baldwin. But it's only a matter of time. <laughs> but uh, but there are things. Yeah, that people say, but I'm not, you know, when you pre-record a show, I'm not in the sandbagging business, so I can yeah. usually work around it. And a lot of times people are kind of funny. You, you know what I mean? I was, I think what the funniest thing about some people is like I had Roger Waters on once and he comes. Fascinating guy. He is. He's an angry, weird dude. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh. And like he's got these chips on his on his shoulder. One's about his dad, and the other one is about I think really the fact that that guy and almost any member of Pink Floyd can walk anywhere in the world and not be recognized. Yeah. And they're one of the biggest rock bands that ever lived. Yeah. 
But, you know, he gets on the mics and he's like, you're going to want to talk about Pink Floyd. And I'm like, then what are we going to do? Right. Yeah. But what you are know, we going to talk about? But the truth is, is within a few minutes, if you just do the right questions, they can't shut up about whatever. He's yeah. throwing Gilmore into the bus in 10 minutes. And mm-hmm. a lot of times people will talk. But there are some things that, you know, we, we respect it because... We're, you know, an interview show. We're not like, we're not looking for a gotcha moment. And when they do happen, to be honest with you, it, it pisses my producer off because it, it diminishes the show. Like we had that problem with Sam Elliott. Like there was a big to do when Sam Elliott was on because of what he said about uh, the, the power of the dog. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yes. Like, and it was, it wasn't any planned thing. You know, like, it was towards the end of this interview with Sam Elliott that I had to do a lot of research on because, you know, he's not—no one thinks of Sam Elliott as, like, that guy's probably interesting to talk to. But uh, Sam Elliott's a guy from Big Lebowski. Yeah, no, he's great. He's yeah. he's a fixture, yeah. and he's a real guy, and he had a, an interesting history in Hollywood, and we had a pretty good interview about the arc of it. He was in a weird movie in the 70s called Lifeguard. It was this very odd 70s movie where he's just this guy who's too old to be a lifeguard who's still a lifeguard, and you <laughs> wants to be a lifeguard, and there's kind of a, 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 a questionable relationship with a teenager. I was expecting teenager. 45 minutes on his mustache. Nope. Uh, it was like one, <laughs> one of his first movies. But innocently, at the end of, towards the end of the interview, I asked him, as a guy who does westerns, you know, what he thought of the power of the dog, and he just went off on it. Yeah. You know, he said some homophobic stuff. He said some, yeah. You know, and we we had to. De- and I didn't set him up for anything. I oh, liked the movie. There he is in that movie. Look yeah, at that. Look at there that. you go. Yeah, gorgeous. Still Still had a mustache. Thought a mustache. Yep. Look at that hairy chest. That was so yep. in back then. It's, awesome. it's kind of a slightly disturbing movie, but. Uh, <laughs> But so he did that, and we put it on, and it got him into trouble with everybody. And and then that's you know, not it, your fault. No, I know, but he tried to. He's like he tried to hang it on me a little bit when he was apologizing for it. But it wasn't my fault. But when that happens, in terms of the, what I do, is then the publicist for that guy and whoever else she handles is now like I'm not sending anyone over there. Yeah, and I even do that. So a lot you, of the times, the publicist does it on their own and doesn't even tell. Yeah. That's right. Oh, that's that's true too. But and but also, you know, we're not ab- above if somebody wants something out. You know, some people have asked for things out. Like today on the show, I uh, I talked to Hannah Einbinder. Mm-hmm. She's great. She's great, and she's uh, she's funny and she's nice and and she's touring and she wanted to come on and. But when people want stuff out, it's never what you think it is. It's always because they've said something about somebody else. That they, they just thought was, you know, unnecessary. Yeah. It's rarely anything controversial. It's really almost always personal. A name drop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And, yep. and again, I don't want anybody coming in here thinking they're going to get sandbagged. Because I'm inviting yeah. somebody into the house. It's inviting somebody to your house. And then... <clears throat> Things happen, though. In live radio, you can't put it back in the can. I mean, I'm right. taping. You know, yeah. I can't tell people, like, <laughs> nope, it's done. Can't yeah. uh, Can't go back now, you know. I think something aside from your interviews, because you are such a great interviewer, those, the first couple of months into COVID, I feel like having your voice was so comforting to me. So even when you don't have somebody in the garage with you, just those times where you were talking about your fears and anything that was going on in your life during that time, like during the beginning of all this chaos, like, oh, it was crazy, was insanely comforting to me because I, you were saying everything that I was thinking. 
and I need and nobody else really wanted to talk about it. Yeah. And I feel like just having you like let your free thoughts just go yeah. was some of my favorite Mark Maron. Well, thanks. Pieces. Were you watching the Instagram lives too? I was. Oh, yeah. well, that was crazy. I was basically doing a live morning show mm. yeah. on Instagram <laughs> during COVID and it got a little crazy. Uh, but it, it seemed to help a lot of people. It it's did. all it's all very weird to me that like now, like what are we a year past it kind of the <laughs> yeah. pandemic? But you know, it, it's people will still, and this is this not being political. Like we went through this thing for three years as a world, and it was horrendously traumatic. We're all on the spectrum of PTSD because of it, and we've all it's it's had a permanent impact on our lives. But people are like, no, you don't want to talk about that, right? You know, don't bring up COVID. It's like people are talking about Hillary Clinton like she's important, but like oh, you know what the COVID thing, ah, 2020, <laughs> 2021 didn't happen. COVID is our World War Two. Yeah. It's dissociating like as a whole. It broke a lot of brains, man. Yeah, dude, we're all like our grandpas. It also exposed a lot cigarettes. of people. Exposed who was a little cuckoo and we didn't know. But that, not only that, you know, publicly in terms of, you know, the divisiveness of uh, in the, the kind of uh, leveraging of, of vaccines, but, but just people at home on their own, lonely and, and on the computer, it broke a lot of brains. Yeah. And they're not coming back. No. We Do, lost them. Yeah, we lost them We've to lost doing them. their own research. Well, Be careful with the doing your own research, people. I think there's one thing we all could agree on mm. is the fact that aliens exist now and there's <laughs> proof. And there's proof. Because the big story, we did our own research. We did, we've done the research. Uh, <laughs> it looks like you guys went deep. UFO you fans got the picture. Are going nuts over this? Reuters, bud. <laughs> on Tuesday, Mexico held its first congressional hearings on UFOs, and a longtime UFO enthusiast unveiled what he claims are actual fossilized remains of two dead aliens. They're small, less than two feet tall. Come on, they do look like aliens, yes, or at least. Not like they look like aliens that a, an art class made in high school. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. They're thousands of years old, though, aren't they? When did when are when are these from? Uh, the carbon dating shows fossils. The fossils were between seven hundred and where was this carbon dating old. done? They looked at the ID, right, on the alien? Look at that. People want this. They want it. Like I said before, it looks like it's made out of meth or fentanyl, and don't, that's a, yeah. Mark, a shipment. Don't you feel like, though, we've been talking about aliens for so long in our lives that this is the <laughs> unveiling. This is it. But we're so jaded now that we're not, like, amazed. We're not running in the streets losing our mind. Like, yeah. This is aliens. No, it's not. Okay. Let's say it's aliens and okay. not fentanyl. Do you think right. we could handle it? Can we handle this? That? No, no. If, if, they, if there was really <laughs> if there was really definite, Mark, okay, this huh? is garbage. If there was really definitive proof, yeah, that we—I mean—they are here. Let's let's. I'm not sure. I'm not one. Like, can, can we as a society <laughs> handle the fact that there is extraterrestrial life and that we have proof of it? Well, so they'd have happen. to really put on a show. You know what I mean? You yep. know, if, if, yep. if they're going to be aliens, like do some tricks. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not enough that we find bits and pieces and the idea of them and things flying through the air. Give us a show. <laughs> I need to Make hear. Us, I need to hear yeah. Bigfoot speak. I want to ride right, right. Loch Ness monster. Like I mean, I would like it if they just came down and scared the hell out of the entire planet and forced us to behave better. That ah. that's always my dream. It's sort of like, all right, you guys, you kind of screwed up. We'll give you another chance, yeah. and then they leave. But it only be a matter of it weeks. Would only be a matter yeah, of weeks, then they'd be yeah. like, well, we got to go kill those. Things. We'd all, you know, <laughs> that's what I think. The first thing would happen is we'd probably try to shoot at it. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And then we find out about their weapons yeah. that we don't even know about yet. What's well, the best way to find out what yeah. they have? 
Yeah. Shoot at him first. Shoot at him yeah. first. Yeah. We. Uh, yeah. We, I don't know. I. I don't. I. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about aliens. I don't know why. Because I. I do. I, um, it's a little suspect that there's this all this talk right now, given the the state of uh, BS in the world. That like yeah. all of a sudden yeah. now it's like we think we got them. Like why now? Right. Well, these were unearthed look, in Peru. Look at them unveiling the boxes. Yeah. They're unveiling the boxes. Congress. We've got a video going. It's in Mexican Congress. But they look exactly like uh, Peruvian, uh, you know, ancient Peruvian statuettes of gods and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they don't, you know, they don't like, listen to me, the archaeologist. I've done a lot of research on Peruvian artifacts. They said in the article this has happened before and yeah. it turned out to be like. The bodies of children. Yeah, they were like homies. skull oh bodies. Yeah. Oh my god! They were old mummified oh, children. Found, yeah. found the skull. But I like these the little boxes. Aliens. I like how they're they're museum ready. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, they are. Uh, well, I for one welcome our alien overlords. Yeah. I like that they I'm came in the your, box. I'm at your service. <laughs> Whatever you guys need. You know, that's one of the greatest scenes in what's that movie? Independence Day. Is that yeah. the alien? The, the greatest most hilarious moment in that movie is all those you know kind of like you know take us with you they're right. on the top of the building we love you and they just blow them yep. yeah. it's like, first i think that was quite a comedic well, and i'm at your service whether it be aliens or ai i i got you guys right. i'm mm -hmm. the ai thing i can't wrap my brain around either it doesn't seem good has anybody asked you for your brain for ai yet like your book don't they your... just take them do I, they, they I don't know if there's a. They, just it's just it. out there. Yeah, I, it's on the internet. There, it's it's now. anything you've ever done that's out there. Is, that's how the, the AI kind of yeah. wrangles a you. Yeah. Your your brain has been uh, viciously combed many times. Especially yeah. yours with Matt, thousands Matt, of episodes. Yeah. Your voice is exactly. Out there. I, yeah. I, someone sent me some stuff. They asked a, a Mark Marin AI to write some material, and he sent me the material. It wasn't bad. Hmm. I just hope that that they fake me as uh, good luck with it. And, didn't you know, we didn't we hear a new be like a new quote unquote Beatles song that yeah. was AI? No, it was Oasis. Uh, that well, yeah, we did. We did we hear heard that, a Beatles that Beatles one. one, but that Oasis record that they did was freaking sweet. The AI, AI Oasis. AI Oasis yeah. was really good. Yeah. I don't like the way people are so comfortably talking about AI so quickly. Mm. Like yeah. they, it, no one's sort of like this AI. Yeah, a lot of people are freaked out about it. But I talked to a, the, some guy shooting a doc, and he's like, "Yeah, we use AI all the time. Like it's just there." It, I don't know that we should be comfortable with it. Elon Musk, who's a monster, is nervous about it. If he's nervous, mm. we should be nervous because he's doing it. When should we feel comfortable? Huh? Well, it's already happened. You know, when you do a Google search, that's AI. It's just a, yeah. a very more primitive version of it. I actually just typed in uh, yeah. to ChatGPT, if Mark Maron were to go on one of his signature rants about aliens, what might it sound like? Oh. And Can I read it? it you want to read it out? So you want to read it in your this? voice? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. This is awesome. We don't have to do it all. Let's just see what... All right, all right folks. Uh, <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> aliens. Yeah, I said it. Aliens. You've got people who believe these beings are going to come down and impart some sort of celestial wisdom or maybe gift us a perpetual motion machine. Please, if they were that wise, they'd look at Earth and be like, nah, let's skip this one. <laughs> these people are clearly a mess. Didn't I just say that? Yeah. 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 You ever think that maybe, just maybe, we're in the Florida of the galaxy, huh? <laughs> we're the place other civilizations fly by and go, whoa, look at those humans down there, and they're messing up their planet, fighting over nonsense, like whether you should wear a mask during a global pandemic. Let's lock the doors and keep moving. Oh, it's going in the next special. This is <laughs> <great>. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. That's, I mean, huh? lock you the gate. You could That's picture wild. yourself saying that. It did, it did a yeah. pretty good job. Yeah, that was all very scary. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like an alien just took my brain.
do AI. That's the alien. AI is the alien. AI yeah. just yeah. became real for Mark Maron. Right yeah. there. Yeah. 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 That, that, that just inception. got real. That I mean, the closer. Inception. Yeah, this is the singularity happening. Maybe what a is? little celestial Prozac to mellow us out was the dismount. No, my God. That was it. That was it. Oh, man. You have Terminator for Pretty good. I'm going to open with it tonight. Thank you. Helium Comedy Club tonight. Eight o'clock, and then two shows tomorrow, and then two shows on uh, on Friday. Mark, what? thank you so much for spending the time. Great being here, you guys. I appreciate you having me. I, Such I, an honor. I, thank it's you. an honor for yeah. you to, to thank you. come in this early and and hang out with us for oh an hour now. Yeah. Well, now what do I do with the rest of my day, smart guy? Uh, go to Clementines. For breakfast yeah, and lunch, yeah, man, ice cream for breakfast. <laughs> I got the it's good vegan good. flavors. Vegan Actually, you know what? It's it's not. It is lunch what? for us now. Is it? I know that's the weird thing. Yeah, you know, back in the day with Morning Rider, don't you have sponsors that bring in full dinners? Sometimes I yeah. stopped doing that <laughs> at nine a.m. Couldn't eat brisket at nine a.m. Is what we usually get. Right. You know why? Because they, they come in, eats it. and of course I have to be polite. It's yeah. Like, oh yeah, I, I'm gonna eat everything. Yeah. Sometimes they'd come and stare at you like, yeah, oh, do you yeah, like yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm really not hungry right yeah, now. Yeah. You know, you brought in like a 17,000 calorie whatever. I know. But at least I used to love it. That used to be the perk to morning radios. When they, there was a, a bakery that used to just oh. send stuff over. And then you start gaining a lot of weight. I know. I and know. your metabolism ceased to exist. Yeah. And you're like, man, I'm getting fat. Why? Yeah. Because people are bringing in. Hamburgers yeah, right. with between two Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah, at seven in the morning. At seven in the morning, and they're watching you eat them. You guys got a gym deal? Where's the gym? You guys got a. We got There's a, free a gym one here. downstairs across the street. It's kind of a crappy gym, though. Like, we oh, all have gym not, memberships. Good. You're good. not really selling it. Rouse, it's not good. Yeah. You go down there, there's like bankers, and you don't want to work out with coworkers, right? Like, right. you just want to, yeah. to me, I want to get away from everyone I and do. like work out on my own. Yeah. I like to go down there in my American flag speedo, do you deep do? squats in front, of, in front of our station manager. Let him know. Go do cycling. What do they got? A cycle class right over here? Yeah, I yeah, I got cycling. yoga downstairs. There's a stretch know. place down the street I want to go to, man. Uh, yeah, that's all they do. That's, that's like my speed. It's about just stretching out. That's it. That's nice. No commitment. Yeah, just get stretched and go on about your day. What, feel like you did something. I guess so. It's called stretch you. That's all they do. We could all go get stretched and then go get pancakes yeah, or something. Stretch. I mean, like, I don't know. What do you want to do? Weird. I don't want to get stretched what? with you, honestly. Oh, see? <laughs> no stretching? No. Come I stretch on, every day. Do you? Yeah. I, I exercise compulsively. It's ridiculous. I don't know what I'm... Every what day I think you work I'm, out? I, I, I exercise most days. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I stretch, and I'm, I'm in pain all the time. A lot of cardio? Constantly. <laughs> a lot of cardio a few days a week. Go up this mountain by my house, uh, straight up. Weightlifting? Yeah. Bit of that, bit uh, of that. You like know? a home gym? <clears throat> No, I don't really have a home gym. I got this trainer lady that was coming over during COVID, and I would train on my porch. And then uh, and then I go to, she has an apartment gym. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I, I constantly do it, and I can't stop. And porch I, fit. Yeah, porch <laughs> fit. That was me. I was the weird guy on his porch yeah. in the neighborhood. Yeah. Like, Doing calisthenics. Yeah, was, it, yeah. Dennis is, was Dennis just giving you a thumbs up? Yeah, that's right. They, I got new neighbors. Like coffee. It. Yeah, yeah. Weight guys out there. Mm. All right, guys. See All you right, later. thank you. There he is, Mark Barron. <laughs> I know we ran long, but I uh, got a couple minutes left for sports. The Rizzuto Show Sports. All right, Mooners, what do you got? Sports presented by DraftKings, a casino queen. Think you know football? Bet on it at DraftKings, a casino queen sportbook. Drew... Uh, I'm sorry, Moon. Go I was going to mention. Hey, don't forget to make your football picks. I did it. Pick them challenge. Yes, make your picks. There make is a picks, game tonight. Picks. Mine's in. Uh, Drew Rom nearly completed a five no-hit innings against the club that drafted him in the ballpark that he imagined pitching in for them. Instead, Drew Rom earned his first major league win, one to nothing, over the Orioles in the series clinching victory for the Cardinals on the East Coast to finish out their road trip. Uh, Simona Halep, the two-time Grand Slam champion, has been banned 
for four years for violating anti-doping rules. The decision was announced yesterday by the International Tennis Integrity Agency. As you'd expect, she's not thrilled with this decision. You're banned! Quote, I've devoted my life to this beautiful game of tennis. I take the rules that govern our sport very seriously and take pride in the fact that I have never knowingly or intentionally used any prohibited substance. I refuse to accept their decision of a four-year ban. Uh, She tested positive for roxadustant. Roxadustant at the U.S. Open in 2022. Apparently, there were also irregularities in her athlete biological passport. I uh, got a bunch of information about the Jets and how you shouldn't count them out yet. And a Yankees third baseman, you know, A-Rod, uh, basically. Uh, I do want to talk about this tomorrow. That okay. Story. That's a big story. I'm going to put it up on the blog for today, but I'll, I'll talk about it tomorrow. He's it's a rat. A, oh, no. Yeah, it's not going to make rat. It's not, a rat. not going to make New Yorkers very happy. Uh, that's your sports. Uh, I, I'm mooning. That's your sports because doing the bull dance, feeling the flow, working it, working it. All right. Thank you. The Rizzuto Show. All right. That's it for us. A lot of show today. We're done. Need to go take a nap. Yeah. Uh, Donnie Fandango is next. Uh, today's Pappy's Recappy. Brought to you by Pappy's Smokehouse, celebrating 15 years locally owned, world famous. Two locations, including Highway 70 and Mid Rivers Mall Drive in St. Peter's. Man, it was a lot of show today. A lot of discussions about a lot of things. We had news crap on celebrities. We even squeezed in sports somehow, even though we, we talked it. to Mark Marin we for an it. hour. It was, so, it, it was so awesome. Quite a, uh, a fun. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say top three guests of all time for the oh, yeah. show's history. Uh, and it was, it was awesome. awesome. It was just, we learned a lot about him. We, we, he was just, it was like we were on his show. He was on our show. It was it was this perfect Surreal. melding, exactly how we would picture a dream interview with Mark Maron. Check it all out on the podcast and the blog everywhere, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. Oh, make sure you follow us on our uh, our socials at R-I-Z-Z Show and vote. A lot of people have been voting for the Freak Thank of the you. Week this week um, already. It was off to a heck of a start, but remember, two of these guys are going to continue on, and I'm going to say there are three legit competitors in this in this competition. Well, we'll this have week. the winner tomorrow morning. So if you missed, learn, read any of the ads, go back to the podcast and uh, and check it out. All right, don't forget to see Moon tomorrow at the Hot Shot 7 to 9 in Wentzville for an event sevenfold ticket blast. That's right. We're there with a uh, Finnish long drink, long drink, which is like the um, like one of the most popular drinks in Finland. You got to check this oh, thing out. I have out. a six pack of that in my fridge. Yeah, they dropped some off. Um, so there's going to be uh, they're going to be out there, and we have. A pair of tickets for Avenged Sevenfold to give out every 15 minutes. A full-on ticket blast. Winsville Hot Shots tomorrow, 7 to 9. And then Teenage Dirtbags and Alabama Dirtbags plays Oxfest in Washington on Washington Fairgrounds. We start at high noon, baby. Rafe? High noon. On Saturday. Your tickets to the Funny Bone Show. I want to sell it out. Go to westportfunnybone.com. Learn. Follow me on the socials. Learn versus radio. Scott? Yeah, come down DBs on Sunday. I'll be out there and uh, giving away some... Tickets to Vinge as well. Okay. So come on over. All right. We'll leave you with a selection from our Team Riz member today brought to you by Hotshot Sports Bar and Grill, proud sponsor of Team Riz from St. Louis. Steven Stenshorn is our The Rizzuto Show podcast, powered by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Your best choice for quality tires and expert auto service. Dobbs.